Hello and welcome to the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. If you're a frequent listener of the Shiny podcast, you're probably thinking, wow, Ross sounds really unwell. Well, luckily for us, Ross is fine. He's all well. He's just at work. So the reaction team has a bit of a shuffle tonight and for one night only, I am your host. My name is Kat and I promise that my hosting is a lot less chaotic than my quiz. I hope. But of course, we are also joined by some fabulous people. And let's start with the most consistent member of the reaction team this year, Mr. Toby Anderson. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, Toby. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. I've just whizzed through whistle-stop tour of uh, Xbox Showcase, um, and I can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be good. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm loving it. your hosting so far, by the way. Not Thank to... you <laughs> Thank you so Not much. to give you any anxiety, but it's just top notch. Ah, oh, you cute, you cute. Um, Toby, if you had to describe your opinion of tonight in three words, what three words would they be? Um, surprising, um, and chock full. And chock. That's four, but I'll, I'll let you have no, it. Uh, surprising, <laughs> chock full. There you go. Okay. Oh, fuck. The and didn't count. <laughs> Okay, oh, you're forgiven. Um, fab. Uh, of course, next up we have Mr. Miles Thompson. Hello, once again. Hello. Hello, hello. It's been so long since I've seen you. It has. It's been so, so long. It's like we were just sat together on the couch. What a weird concept. Yeah. How strange. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Minus the uh, slight food poisoning I've had this weekend. But other than that, love and life. Yes, yeah, this weekend was not a good one for you. It was um, not. <laughs> same question for you. If you had to. Describe uh, your opinion of tonight in three words. What three words would they be? I would say average but full. Nice. We've got a theme going on here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fab. All right. Well, we'll get into it. But we do have one last person to introduce. Certainly not least. Uh, a special guest joining us this evening. And that's a good friend of some of the Finger Gun members. He's just graduated from screenwriting for video games, film, TV and radio. And his special interests are indeed... Many, many indies, which Sean will love. Uh, survival horrors and Metroidvanias. So you can see why we kind of said, hey, do you want to come join the party for tonight? He has the same last name as Miles, although they're not related. But he does, however, share the trait of trophy whoring. And that is Josh. Josh, Hello. how are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right, thank you. It's been Good. a busy weekend and a big week for games. It has, hasn't it? Welcome to the pod. Thank how are you, you for feeling? Having me. Of yeah, course. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Good. What an introduction he got. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that was like exciting. I, I, want, I want my proper like <laughs> comedian level introduction, please. I'm so sorry. Can Do we have ours redone, please? <laughs> yep, I want, I want that for next week, please. Okay, fine, fine. Another Special Thompson guest has joined the fray. The title. So. <laughs> I just haven't achieved anywhere near enough stuff <laughs> <laughs> Okay guys, I promise you If Ross lets me uh, host another pod one day You will all get a special guest introduction How about that? Yeah? Thank you awesome. Thank you, that's okay That's okay so we've got a lot to get through. We had near on over 30 games to talk about. We will get into it as soon as we can. And we'll try and talk about absolutely everything. Of course, there was some stuff that was amazing to talk about. There were some surprises. And there were also some stuff where I like, mm, that we might skip. Maybe not skip, but just, you know, say less. Um, so we'll jump right in. So first off, kicking off tonight's show, we had the Xbox console exclusive. Day one on Game Pass, which I think I'll be saying, I don't know, probably about 50 times throughout today's podcast. And that is the pre-beta gameplay of Redfall uh, from Arcane Studios. 
I know that there have been some people in the pod who are very, who were, or maybe are very excited about Redfall. So I'm going to start this off with Mr. Miles Thompson. How are we feeling about Redfall and what we saw? Uh, I'm not going to lie. This was the trailer I didn't want to see for Redfall. Um, It looks like Arcane have gone down a very different route to what made me a big fan of them. It was very combat focused. It was very kind of, I don't know. It looked rough really rough around the edges. I know it's still very early and they're still going to work on it a lot, but it just looked very back for blood meets vampire theme. And we all know how back for blood turned out for us. And I don't know, it just seems like a world away from, you know, the universe of Prey and Dishonored and all the other previous arcane games. It feels like an even more slimline Deathloop and Deathloop had already Mm. been slimlined from their formula. Um, So I wasn't particularly pleased. Um, I think Redfall is now one I'm much less ex- much less excited for. Um, and I don't think this trailer really showed off. If there is a lot more to it, I don't think this trailer did a good job of showing Arcane's strengths. Mm. So, yeah, I wasn't uh, too pleased with this one, unfortunately. Um, I, did, I did also get that kind of back for blood vibe. It definitely did feel like that, didn't it? With kind of more story, more character development. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that Remy little robot looks cute though. Yeah, yeah, dude. Not cute. I mean, that's not really what I want to play a game for, but he was cute. Yeah. Uh, Josh, um, are you a Redfall fan? Were you excited about this? What What were your thoughts of the kickoff tonight from Xbox? Um, So I think it showed last year the trailer, the cinematic trailer, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe at the Game Awards, and it set itself up really nicely. I think it looked really cool. I think. Miles and I were talking about it when the trailer came out and I think we were a little bit both in different ways. I think Miles wasn't too sold on the cinematic, but knew the pedigree that the game was from and kind of had hope in that. Um, I kind of had hope in the kind of tone that it was setting and the uh, the visuals it had to offer. But yeah, just like Miles, I think the, the gameplay just didn't look too snappy or polished for a first person shooter. Um, even to arcane standards um the art direction i feel like is not sure where it wants to be the trailer the cinematic trailer last year looks very different to how the gameplay looked um i kind of wanted a little bit more from it as well like is it free roam are there levels kind of like left for dead um and a release window which is 2023 um i think we'll be seeing a lot more release windows for the rest of the showcase yeah, absolutely. Uh, there seems to be a theme tonight, doesn't there? There's like there was quite a lot that had specific dates, so quite a lot that had just windows. Luckily, everything that we see today is hopefully in the next twelve months, or that's what they've promised. Um, you know, delay depending. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Toby, I know this was something that that we've spoken about in previous reactions from last year because that's where it came up, as Josh said. What are your thoughts from the kickoff tonight? Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a theme. So. It was very, very back for bloody, which was kind of to be expected, um, just with a vampire tone to it instead of zombies and stuff. But I think where I'd, where I'm going to give it a bit more leeway is that that's what they're intending to do. They were trying to do a you know a four player co op shooter thing. It's not very arcane, absolutely, it's not. But it's not that's not what they're trying to do. They're not trying to make Dishonored again. They're trying to do something completely different, and this will probably be way better than back for blood like it's probably still going to be a much better shooter and a much more fun time i think if i was going to choose a four-player shooter of this style i'd much prefer to play this one than 
than go back to Back for Blood now. I quite liked the characters that they introduced. They sounded interesting. They sounded like there's quite a lot of lore and sort of witty arcane style things about vampires. I really like that steak gun that you saw for a second early on. Um, I was like, Buffy would have loved a steak gun. Um, it's interesting you say about Buffy because they they introduced that character, didn't they? From um, they said he was like the the kind of all knowledge guy, and yeah, he really felt like Giles. Giles. Yeah, so, totally Giles. Giles. <laughs> like, I was getting that. Buffy vibes a lot, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. But but you know, if she had a gun that she could, you know, it's kind of like a bayonet on the front of it, isn't it? Really, yeah. but it was a stake. Um, and and that was that was cool. And I like the little robot as well. So there's little bits of things where I'm like, yeah, I can see where you know your pedigree gives this like. A, a polish not a polish in graphics because I'm, I'm with the other two on that but a polish in terms of ideas that mm. a lot of the other games that are going to look like this won't have mm. yeah definitely yes so we'll see it, yeah I completely agree with you actually Toby I think like you said it, it doesn't look like it's greatest but there are some I guess some tropes that are really cool the characters like I said it seems like it's got a lot of backstory or, or it's going to have some depth to the story and probably a little bit more than say Back for Blood gave us um because it seemed to appear like I remember playing Back for Blood and it was just like I was constantly talking I'm like Shut, I don't even know what you're saying I'm not well they talk a lot but they don't say a lot yeah, they don't say the thing. anything this yeah. one looks like it'll have more depth you yeah. know like like you said like a sort of Buffy style storyline behind it absolutely um Kind of following on from Redfall then, we had Hollow Knight Silk Song. Uh, that was an Xbox Game Pass day one as well from Team Cherry. Uh, we saw quite a lot of gameplay from that. I thought that was that was looking quite nice, quite sleek, quite slick. Looks uh, blood boiling as, as the first one. Um, Josh, I know you've recently bought Hollow Knight. Have you had a chance to play it? Or what, what, where are you at with, with Hollow Knight? Um, so I bought it a while ago back, actually. Um, bought it a few years ago when it kind of first came to the PlayStation. Um, had my hours in it. Uh, realised the difficulty and the scope of it. <laughs> kind of bounced out. Um, no particular just, reason. Just pieced out. Pieced out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there's just other games that came along at the time. It wasn't new when it when I came out to the PlayStation because I think it was on PC for a while before that. So the hype of it kind of died down. Um, but I know that the hype for Silk Song has been real for a lot of people because. Um, it's got a very dedicated fan base, Hollow Knight. Um, and I think uh, anyone who has enjoyed the Hollow Knight and the DLC, they're going to be really upset tonight. They, Yeah, they saw gameplay, they probably loved it, but still no date. Still yeah. no date of release. And it's, it's surprising for, for a game that's been talked about for so long and it's like, yeah, it's around the corner. It's still not around the corner for everyone yeah or not as around the corner as we'd like um yeah uh miles will you be jumping into hollow knight song at all uh i've seen a bit about hollow knight and i got it on ps plus whenever it was on the deal um so i have it in my library i've never downloaded it i've watched some things on it and apparently it's ball bustingly hard but in that really satisfying kind of the game's completely fair you just have to get good um mm-hmm. And I think there's a part of it that does appeal to me and the gameplay that they showed off, like you said, looked super smooth. I really like the art style and kind of aesthetic of it. It's got a really cool like charm to the whole look of it. Um, and apparently it's proper, um, you know, you find like secret areas, you can kind of funnel back on yourself um, and find like shortcuts to different places. And it's all very like skill focused. So it's as rewarding as you're patient and willing to put yourself through the pain of it. Um, I think there's a trophy on there for doing like its hardest Colosseum, which is where you have to do every boss back to back 
without dying, something crazy like that. And I think there's even a modifier where it makes it like one hit kill you um, at any point. So I've heard a lot about its difficulty. I think it looks great. I'm not sure I'll play it, but it's one of those that I'd sort of like to play, but I probably won't ever get around to it. Um, but for fans, I think it's going to be another good piece of content for it. Nice. Okay. And Toby, what's your kind of history with Hollow Knight? And are you excited? What did you think? Um, my history, so I've probably got a bit further than either of the other two then. I think um, I got it when it was on PC and there, wow. was still, there was still DLC coming out for it, you know, like once every few months. Um, new bosses and new this, that and the other. I think one of the reasons that Silksong has taken so long is they're just trying to do everything at once and rather than release like six different packs of DLC or they just want to be ready with all of it before they start mm. um, rather than build it as they go. Um, because it was it was very like a sort of early access and it, it kept getting supported for a long, long time. I got pretty much pretty much to the end and I think I bounced out just for other things that were coming along and then couldn't get back into it because it's, it's mm. too damn hard. Um, but I I, just, I loved it. I think it's one of the best Metroidvanias around. Um, Silk Song will be absolutely class um, and buttery smooth, and it's ridiculously hard. But it's a really it's a beautiful world to explore. It's got it's got literally everything you could want from a Metroidvania if you like Metroidvanias. Um, and just I mean I don't know if this is something that the others noticed, but um, or, or or knew about. It's it's not hard to notice if you played the original. Um, the main character is is from the original one. So um, Hornet is her name. She's she's a boss and then a sort of supporting, you know, mysterious character in the first one. She's the one with the two horns and the red and the little red dress that that jumps about. I can see moves that she's doing that obviously you're now in control of that she mm. used to do against you as a boss, which is um, oh, that's incredible. Which is kind of fun. Nice. So will you, do you think you'll jump in? It's Game oh, Pass yeah. Day One. Nice. I mean, the fact that it's on Game Pass is ridiculous. I will definitely play it. Um, but I, I want to be able to get through it. I want to. I kind of want to go back to Hollow Knight and get through it. Or maybe I'll play this one, get get really good, and then go back to Hollow Knight and finish it off. And just be absolutely steaming at the last yeah. like, the previous one. Just nice. for the last few bosses I needed to do. Yeah. <laughs> nice tactic. Um, cool. And then we had the first world premiere of the evening, and that was from uh, Squanch Games. Um, initially, I thought this was a Rick and Morty game. It just turns out that it's from the creators of Rick and Morty, and obviously there or has the same voice actor as Morty. Um, this is a game, kind of, it looks like a, a four-player kind of, well, it didn't look like a four-player, actually. I think it was a single-player. Single-player kind of uh, shoot-em, kind of first-person shooter. You're a bounty hunter, yourself, everyone. They're all aliens. It looked pretty wacky. It looked pretty colourful. Everyone was monsters. I looked, there was some vicious-looking Care Bears at one point. Um, Toby, I'm going to come to you because of, of your comments from uh, Redfall. How, how's the quirks of this one finding you? I quite like the look of this. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Rick and Morty already. So um, suddenly hearing Morty's voice coming from the weird, like, face back end of a gun um, was was bizarre, to say the least, um, when this first started. And then it seemed to be that he was voicing, you know, dozens of weapons. There were probably a few other people as well, but there were definitely a lot of them were Morty. Um, is it called High on Life? Did I catch that yes, right? So it's yes, called High it's on Life. High on Life. Talking I'll weapons, pop. I think would be a lot of fun the first time around and I'm sure this would be really really funny the first time you play but I don't think that has a hell of a lot of longevity once you've heard them they probably say the same things over and over again which can it can get yes. annoying in in plenty of other games um it looked like it played a bit like do you remember bullet storm um like mm. like that sort of people can fly 
type first person where you're sort of juggling things and you know shooting off ridiculous weapons a lot um i, quite, I like the little was it the little knife that went i'm i'm stabby <laughs> yes yeah, stab, stab, that's great <laughs> do it again do it again um so you know i think first time through this will be a lot of fun yeah absolutely um miles from somebody who doesn't like rick and morty are you even jumping i know i like how you throw me under the bus before i I even start (laughs) the shit's really funny man like it's really good i think i think if you stayed with it i don't understand how you like bojack horseman but you you absolutely hate rick oh well bojack is awesome yeah exactly yeah bojack is awesome um but does this put you off or do you think you'll jump in what were your thoughts on uh high on life i was actually quite into this one i thought the um it was just quite unique, you know, it's kind of weird in its own way. I quite like the the guns having all the different faces and different uh, like voice lines that were coming out of them. Um, I felt it was pretty cool and I was quite intrigued to see more about the world. It felt a bit like double A instead of triple A, um, which is fine. You know, I think some of those games can be really quirky and have cool mechanics and sometimes their bit of lack of refinement can actually make them have like those fun kind of gameplay elements that you just wouldn't see in like a proper triple A uh, title. Um, the only thing I wondered to myself is how many voice lines the guns are going to have, because if they're constantly talking and quipping away, I hope they have enough voice lines to make it like interesting throughout an entire playthrough and that they don't get super annoying really quickly. Mm. Um, but like Toby said, it gave me a very much like a, you said Bulletstorm, and actually that was a really good um, comparison to it. I absolutely love Bulletstorm. And now that I'm thinking back on the trailer after Toby saying, I'm like, yeah, actually, I really get that kind of vibe from it. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the idea of it um like i said just don't want it to get annoying yeah yeah absolutely i think it's there's a tough balance especially when we've you know and not that it's the same but we've just come from horizon forbidden west where they've had to do a patch to shut her up you know exactly, yeah. <laughs> um it looks like the audience does get very sick and tired of of the quips from from characters around uh josh what's what, what was this looking like for you in terms of uh playability excited and also do you like rick and morty uh so yeah i've i've watched quite a bit of rick and morty i haven't watched all of it i haven't caught up to date um however i did play the previous title that they released um squanch games mm-hmm. uh which is founded by justin roiland who is the voice and co-creator of rick and morty um it's very hallmark him um it does sound it's really funny i mean a sci-fi fps um possible rpg game sign me up it looks uh, great and the fact that it's day one and gay pass as well it's a no-brainer to check it out um Excellent. and just around the corner with october 22nd as well um so yeah i think um justin roiland has said quite a bit about wanting to try and innovate in his games um he's the previous two titles uh which were obviously trover saves the universe and rick and morty virtual Recality. Uh, both of them had VR starts, um, and this one is like the first title where I think they've ditched the VR. So I'm interested to see what kind of innovation they want to make that's outside of the VR innovations that they were trying to do with the past games, uh, just to see what they can they're capable of as a as a small game studio. Damn, damn, you got some knowledge on uh, <laughs> on the guy doing Rick and Morty and Squanch Games, eh? Um, but no, that's that's all really good stuff and. Uh... Yeah, it will be really interesting. I'm, I think everyone raises really good points. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll see how it goes. But it did look really fun. And uh, hopefully it, it's fun in like a 
South Parkway, you know, like a, like a Rick and Morty. And it does feel very reminiscent of, of exactly what he writes on the show. Um, and it looks like it as well. Like I was really surprised when it came up with a completely different title. I was like, oh, this isn't Rick and Morty. But, you know, it is the same guy writes it. So it's going to have those similar uh, quirks. Right then. Um, so some chat around Riot Games. So what we found out then is uh, Riot Games, the studios behind League of Legends, is coming to PC and mobile. Um, not only that, they're unlocking every character from every one of the games. And this includes um, the big League of Legends title. So we've got OG League of Legends, we've got League of Legends uh, Wild Rift, we've got Legends um, Era, we've got Teamfight Tactics, and we've got Valorant, all coming to PC and mobile. Good stuff. Miles, where are we at with League of Legends? <clears throat> uh, never played it. <laughs> cool. Um, I think it sounded like a nice deal for people who play those games. I haven't <laughs> played any of them. Okay, fair enough. Toby? League of Legends fan? <laughs> this isn't going to go well for you. Um, <laughs> I, I I thought Arcane was one of the greatest animations I'd ever seen when that came out earlier mm. this year. Um, so the League of Legends world, I think, is fantastic. Um, the games don't appeal to me in any way. Oh. And, I mean, the fact that they're free and... You know, they've, I mean, they've always been free to play, but I can't, don't think I've really had a system where they've worked very well. So if they're coming to a system and console, that would be great. I'm not sure I, that's what I read, though. I, like you say, I think it's PC and mobile. Yeah. Um, so if I can't play League of Legends still on my Xbox, then I'm still not going to jump in. I don't want to play it on PC. Mm -hmm. It's not my kind of thing. <laughs> But but yeah, they they make some amazing stuff. I'm I also that music that we were listening to when they were doing their you know this is all the stuff you're gonna get. Um, that music that they wrote these J-pop tracks for at one point. So they they have a whole music department which creates fake um fake bands and fake singers and gives them new. Oh, that was my baby crying in the background. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, my wife will go and get him. Don't worry. Oh. Um, the um also not a fan of bigger lens then. No, he's not. Right. <laughs> what was I saying? Um, they 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 create these fake singers and fake bands and things, and um and and then write proper songs for them. They play that whole. There's a band that they've created with real singers, which just does K-pop stuff like Blackpink, and that was one oh, of their songs. Blackpink. And it's just really sick. The, the the songs they write are almost like well, this is almost better than the real stuff you're parodying <laughs> and 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 going getting from. So um yeah, they're called KDA. If anyone wants to look them up on Spotify. Nice which is obviously kill whatever, uh, you know, from uh, League of Legends. So. Nice. Um, that's really, like, cool information. How would you even know about like, Blackpink are, are pretty cool? Uh, pretty catchy. Why do I know about Blackpink K-pop? Yeah. I mean, can we not get into that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, it's a question. Did you just accidentally part. out yourself, Toby? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm like, Kat, don't part. ask that question, man. <laughs> you might have just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I think Blackpink are awesome. Um, I think but, um, that's, awesome. Uh, they make that's me feel like I'm here. literally like a strutting model. Like, honestly, like, in my mind, I'm like, how do I like that? Yeah, bitch. Anyway. Yeah, how um, you like that is a great song. There's <laughs> <laughs> a couple of really good ones on that album. Song, yeah, if you need a hype song, Blackpink are, are here for you. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, Josh, what is your history of League of Legends? And are you, are you going to jump in when it comes to mobile or PC? I have no history with them Bad. whatsoever, unfortunately. <laughs> but I do know that League of Legends is like one of the that has one of the biggest player bases in the mm -hmm. world mm -hmm. um has done for years still standing so 
think it's a solid move from Microsoft to bring them over to their ecosystem, invite players to play their games in more ways than one. Also introducing new players to the franchises after, like Toby said, after Arcane, which was a smash hit for Netflix and uh, Critical Darling. So I think, yeah, I think Riot Games is going to benefit from it quite a bit and Microsoft are going to benefit from it as well. Nice. Nice. Um, well, that was that. League of Legends is coming to mobile and PC. Uh, and uh, yeah, check it out if you're on there. Um, the next one is very exciting. Very, very exciting. Very glad we got to see this. Um, and that was Focuses Entertainment and Asobo Studios. Day one with Xbox Game Pass. And that's the next installment of Plague Tale. And that's a Plague Tale Requiem. Requiem? I never know how to say that word. Requiem. No, you got it right first time. Requiem. Ah, re- Requiem. Um, <clears throat> Toby, <laughs> I've of course got to kick it off with you. What what were your thoughts? What were your feelings with your adrenaline pumping through your brain, mind, blood? Oh, absolutely. I got I got I got I got it spoiled slightly that this was coming next. I'm so um, sorry, as I was that watching. Was my no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm really um, joking. I got too excited it... on the Slack and I was like, Toby! Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I was getting messages and suddenly I'm going, I'm being called out. I'm like, what? <laughs> What's this got to do with me? <laughs> um no, this is um this is awesome. So obviously uh, last year we saw uh, cinematic for this and got uh, and it got um you know, announced. Um, we didn't see any gameplay, but this time, proper gameplay trailer, loads and loads of great shots, uh, and um, just it's just an incredibly uh, high fidelity graphical world for an indie studio to to put out. It's a, it's incredible the graphical um, level of this game. It looks triple A when obviously it is an indie um, indie title. The gameplay looks pretty much exactly the same um, mm, yeah, as the first game I, I don't think I saw anything there that looked dramatically new apart from a few of Amicia um, a few of her abilities and, and things she could do to to enemies mm, and things yeah um, I would like to see more of maybe Hugo's um, rat mm-hmm. uh, spells and 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 um, powers but I mean that's it's, it's kind of quibbling I think seeing more of the light and dark stuff you know jumping from light light source to light source was great the stealth bits were great um it's like, I can say it's more of the same and it sounds negative, but it's more of the same of a game I already thought was like a 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. one of my absolute favorites of the last generation. So it just needs a good story now. I just need it to have a good story <laughs> and it not to just literally trip up now. Um, yeah. And it will be another 10 out of 10 for me, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we still don't have an exact date on. Uh, no, it was Excel. another window one. Wasn't it was another it? window. Yeah, it was just over twenty twenty two. I know it's like a theme. Josh is like... well. Josh is well on something there. It was just. It was all twenty twenty three early. Yeah, twenty twenty three spring. spring. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but um, was it the, the lady at the beginning? Um, she said that it was. Uh, they were all within 12 yes, months, didn't she? So that, that's that's the bit I'm going to grasp hold of and say <laughs> gonna clutch, it's with, before June next year. Yeah. Though. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, before June 12th. There we go. So we yeah. know that it's by June 12th, 2023. But it has kind of labelled us for 2022. So hopefully we are getting it this year. Yeah, I think this one's end of the year. This yes, is, it's this is an be, October, November sort of a thing, isn't it? Hopefully. Yeah, I think if by June you've not got a date, then it's probably looking at the end of the year. If not, they're going to push it to... The beginning and that are you down for this one as well Kat, after oh, playing the other one recently absolutely toby you sold me you've got me sold um Good. i will be i'll be jumping in day one um 
Yeah, and I completely agree with you, actually. It does look a lot the same. But, and you know, I knew you wouldn't mind that. I knew, you know, you could see a lot of her abilities and, like, the abilities that she later gets in the game when she's throwing the fire at the, um, like, the light sources. And And good good bow and arrow stuff. Yeah, I did see her go under a table, though, at one point. So that was was good, because normally you just go around them, don't you? You could go around the bigger under tables, but... um, yeah, it's it funny when we think when we're like, oh, she can go under a table. That's really important. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, really it important. was something she couldn't do. So. <laughs> yeah, it was really. It was like that big level where you had like all the tables in the big castle. Oh, that was, and you had to keep like, you'd get some stuff and then you'd go through that. Oh, that was a scary, scary part of the game. Um, but yeah, so I knew you would enjoy that, and uh, yeah. yeah, it looks a lot the same. But also, like I said. It still looks awesome. And I, I wonder if there is an element of the fact that they've hit Hugo on purpose. Because we know what he can do. We know he can do the, like, tornado Yeah, maybe that's for a later reveal. Fights. Yeah, absolutely. Spoiler alert. Spoiler! <laughs> if you've um, not played the first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh, <laughs> what is, uh, what's your history with Plague Tale? What did you think of uh, the gameplay from today? Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm echoing kind of both of what you're saying, really. It's not necessarily game-changing from the first one. They are kind of just expanding on the mechanics. Um, I think Amicia is more of a violent character this time around, maybe with a little bit more anger behind her after what happened. Yeah, with, she was a bit um, reluctant before, wasn't she? Yeah. Maybe she's yeah. a bit more she embracing yeah. of it now. In this trailer. It's kind of got a, like a little bit of a Tomb Raider, like 2013 arc, like that trilogy where she kind of at first is like thrusted into this world where it's like reluctant to fight. And now she's more like actively fighting these uh, forces that are against her and her family. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks very high end for a, for an indie studio. I think Focus are doing a really good job publishing a lot of like lower budget, like high end games. Um, they really know how to pick them and release them. Um, but yeah, like like you said, it's not not much different. But is that a bad thing? I don't think so. Uh, as long as the story can continue, because I think where it ended in the first one, I feel like you would just started running mm. um, after walking through the game. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of see where that carries on from. Yeah, no, definitely. Miles, anything to add um, from the comments today? I mean, it's been pretty comprehensive. Just to say I'm super excited. I think it looks superb. Um, yeah, we didn't get to see too much new stuff. The only thing I kind of picked up on was <laughs> the trailer was quite focused on like this um, conflict between Hugo telling Amicia not to kill anyone and then in the trailers it's kind of like Joss was suggesting she's a lot more angry willing to kill and I kind of wonder if there might be like a, a subtle morality system of how many people you kill or if you respect what Hugo wants you to do versus if you don't Ooh. and if that changes your relationship with him well that's a but, good shout because I was kind of thinking like how can they because the gameplay looks remarkably similar like very much so in terms of mechanics and how it's going to play so I kind of thought, well, how are they going to innovate or do something new with this? And from the trailer, that was the kind of vibe I was kind of getting. Um, Obviously, it might just be based on pre-rendered CG scenes and how the story plays out. But I think that would be quite a cool concept if they put it in there. That is a a nice shout. They're quite narrative focused, aren't they? So in, in... It, though it could be a morality system, it might be that there's, you know, you're just forced to kill a lot of people at the early point and that Hugo then just runs away. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of thing in the narrative and you're forced to find him and bring him back and, you know, and, and apologize and all this kind of shit. 
kind of did in the first one as I was well. Say, like so the first I, one. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's going in the direction you're talking about. That might be cool. Um, I, and I hope hopefully it's something a bit like that. But um, yeah, I see it being more narrative based. No, or even something like this is the second game out of a trilogy. Yeah. Fam, like sibling, cool. sibling warfare happening at some point. They kind of have two different opposing ideas. It's very. Oh man, I don't want to fight Hugo. Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> that annoy us to death. After his screams. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait. Bring on the third one where I get to go up against him. <laughs> yeah. Get to sling some rocks. He's, in re- his head. he's like replacing all the priests from the first one, you know, at the end. Oh dear. That'd be bad. Yeah, the yeah. rap priests. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, super exciting. Super excited for that one. That one is 22, like we said. It's a window. We don't know, but we hope it is this year. Um, next up, we had uh, Forza Motorsport, the next installment of the game um, from Xbox Game Studios. Uh, it was done all in game footage, 4K, and it's coming in 2023. And again, day one on Game Pass. They had kind of newest features such as dynamic time of day that weather included and they've have got temperature which impacts rubber and track changes uh all very good stuff and of course as with any forza game it looks absolutely incredible josh how are you how are you with forza any any history of forza how did you how did you find the the the, the trailer of the newest installment so i haven't played many forzas i've heard horizon's very good um, I think they've always had these two separate titles under the same brand. Um, mm. Horizon being kind of the more arcadey racer and Motorsport being the more uh, sim-focused one. Uh, this just, I think they're just very, they're trying to uh, say a lot of things about uh, kind of what you were saying with the dynamic features and stuff like that. It's very like minuscule details mm. all packed into one game uh to get that more authentic feel of driving i mean uh, they said it was like to the point of like specific 48 times improved physics simulations like <laughs> how do you calculate 48 times the more? exact <laughs> um but no it's it's very meticulous uh the car building the tire changes these are things that they said that the audience have asked for and they brought them to it um it, it kind of remind. It kind of makes me think that it's like the Xbox's answer to Gran Turismo Seven. Mm. Um, we don't know how the monetization aspect of this game could turn out to be or anything like that, but maybe it will make fans of GT Seven go to this game because they do have like a few more extra features. It is ultra realistic, just like that, and maybe less of a grind, less monetization, um, and a competitor to the games that have come out recently over it. Mm. Yeah. Miles, uh, Forza? Yeah, racing games aren't really my jam. And the note I made is, does every racing game have to be pumped full of graphic steroids? Because they just <laughs> they are fucking ridiculous. Like, it's it's just so impressive. There was a bit where they zoomed in on, like, the engine at the back of the car when it's in, like, the pit stop. One of the features they've added is, like, refueling and that side of it in the races. And... Like you could see every individual like link and chain piece of metal. And I was like, that is insane. Like the amount of work that they put in to render it. <clears throat> and I know obviously they can build on top of like the work they've done on previous games, but even so it just looks ridiculous. Um, yeah. I mean, racing games aren't really my jam, but 
you know, it's just another really good offering in the lineup and keeps it going. And like Josh said, it's a good competitor to Gran Turismo. Um, yeah, I feel like both platforms have got their own stellar series of it and they keep pushing each other to really good heights. So yeah, fantastic for people who want racing games. Amazing. Uh, Toby, you're a, a avid game passer. Will you jump into Forza Motorsport when it's out in 2023? This is, the kind, this is the kind of thing I'd give a try to, but because game pass is like a perfect place to play a demo of something do you yeah. know what i mean yeah. but it's but I, I'm, I'm with the other two i'm, I'm not a really into my like hyper real racing sims mm. i much prefer wacky ones with weapons <laughs> and carts and things like that um yeah. or wipeout or something do you know what i mean yeah. um, that that's much more my style um so yeah this one graphically yeah steroids that was a great a great way to describe it um it's not really my my cup of tea, so I'll keep it short. <laughs> Fair enough. We will move on then. Um, then we had uh, apparently Microsoft's longest running franchise of forty years. Uh, you can visit drafts. I saw in this, and in November twenty twenty two, Ross is going to have a field day of the fact that you can fly a Halo rig. It is Flight Simulator, and that's available. Well, the, the setup is, well, the, the Halo thing is available today on Game Pass, but we've got the 40th anniversary of Flight Simulator also coming. Um, I, I don't really, I think I know the answer to this, but uh, Miles, Flight Simulator? I mean, no, <laughs> but whenever I hear the Halo music, I have a good time. And the Halo music was just as awesome as you it did, was. To be fair, you know, Miles, I'm not very good with studios and things like that. And Miles is very good. With, he's got a very good eye. Seconds within something. He's like, this is Halo. And I was like, no, we're on Flight Simulator. And he was like, no, no, this is Halo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So not not for you then. You just hear the like drumming, like noise of the voice. And you're like, ah, there's Halo. There it is. And I was like, how are they going to get Halo into this? But it's a pretty cool idea and a nice mix between the two series. So, yeah, it's pretty cool for Halo fans. Yeah, super cool that that's coming. Well, that's available today. Um, and then they've got the newest, I guess, installment available in November. Um, Josh, any any history with Flight Simulator at all? Or any None. interest? None, no. none whatsoever, I'm afraid. But um, good news for Xbox fans, I guess, uh, with the mm. Halo stuff uh, introduced into it. I mean, I think it's had a, a little bit of a resurgence because of uh, uh, Top Gun Maverick coming out and you can kind of fly the sure. Top Gun stuff as well. Um, but yes, to have a game that big flying across the world on, on a console, I know it's cloud, through the cloud, but, you know, it's not for me, but... I know it's a big thing. Nice. Toby, where are you with uh, Flight Simulator? Uh, I'm still on the uh, landing strip, I think. I've not, <laughs> I'm not taken off. <laughs> are you still in the airport across the coffee? Yeah, I'm at the airport. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Enough, they won't enough. let me in. Um, oh, the it's it's a it's kind of the same thing as Forza. It's, it, it's too hyper realistic. I think I get to the I think I just get sort of you know fatigue from just looking mm. at the hyper real stuff like that. Um, yeah. So no, it, it doesn't interest me very much at all. I think the Halo bit is is very cool for Halo fans. Um, mm. it, it, I think there was a there was a Maverick um, tie-in, wasn't there? So like Josh said, you could actually play the you know the the right planes and things. Any tie-in they yeah. do where you can fly the right thing is is going to be fun. That's such a cool crossover, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> like flight simulator X Halo. Um, yeah, really, really yeah. Cool. I'm totally down with the that as being a, a cool thing to be able to do in it. 
Yes. Um, but it's not really a game for me. Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely see the audience. It's it, it's trying to, to please. And there are some hardcore fans of Flight Simulator. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, next up, we had uh, our first, I guess, edition from Blizzard. Ooh. Uh, we made a lot of jokes that probably aren't appropriate for this podcast when we were watching this. Uh, in the next instalment of Sexual Assault. No, um, um, which aren't jokes, but they were more just Lulz. bashes at Blizzard for just, just being involved in the showcase, really. Um, so we saw some Overwatch 2. Um, it's come out as free to play. It's due October 4th for early access. And we have a new hero called the Wastelander. Uh, Miles, you seemed a bit concerned when we were watching it that this was quite a big deal but it f- being free to play was a bit of a bad omen talk to me about that well it just seems strange that when overwatch 2 was announced everyone was kind of asking what changes they could make to the formula or what new additions they're going to do which is going to make it justifying or justify it as a sequel because mm-hmm. overwatch is a really complete game in and of itself in terms of where it's at and its yeah, popularity humongous. yeah and its success and so I think it was planned to be a sequel that was going to be bought and paid for. And then there was some, I can't remember if it was like betas or early access stuff that people got their hands on to try out and test. And basically all of the feedback that came back from the people who played it was it's Overwatch 1.1. Like it is Mm -hmm. Overwatch fundamentally without any real significant changes. And effectively, a lot of people were saying they're just trying to repackage the same game and resell it again. And so the fact that they're now making it free to play I think kind of suggests that those opinions were probably quite correct um, and that the feedback that Blizzard got was probably if you try and sell this, people are going to be absolutely livid. And they've just come off the back of Diablo Immortal. People are already furious at that. It's one of the lowest rated user scores on Metacritic ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they need... Was it 88,000? Oh yeah, it was eighty-eight thousand pounds in order to max your character. Yeah, ridiculous. And I think it was sitting at zero point three on as its user score. Um, So yeah, they kind of need a bit of a win in terms of PR. And I wonder if them announcing this as free to play is a way of saying, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. We're going to release it for free um, in terms of the content and everything that you're going to get from it. Please don't bully us anymore. Please don't expect too much of this game. Like I really feel like they're trying to dampen a bit of expectation of how much is coming with the sequel um but again if it's a live service they'll be adding to it over time so yeah i think it's a move to damage limitation really toby what do you think of this do you think this is kind of a wet lettuce apology from blizzard uh trying to kind of pull back uh some some fire or 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 is it just something that they've they've planned quote unquote from the start no i think miles is absolutely on it um the it seems like a very much sort of this is where games go when when things start to go wrong. Yes. Um, this and, is where games go to die. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that, but then I thought no. Um, well, that is massive. <laughs> it's 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 the right it's the right sentiment though for sure. Mm. Um, I don't think I've got a whole lot to add to this. I've not really played Overwatch, and though I know it like because of popular culture, I know who Tracer yes. is, and I know who these characters sort of are. Um, it's it doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, outside of you know seeing them on in other places at, mm-hmm. you know randomly Absolutely. Um, so that, that's all I can add really I don't know enough about it I, it's not my kind of game fair enough fair enough Josh anything to add in terms of Overwatch 2 or Blizzard uh, so I'm going to play devil's advocate for Blizzard a little bit and 
as Spider-Man said, you only get one. Never going to do it again for that, uh, for Blizzard. Um, but I think <laughs> part of the free-to-play aspect is inclusion uh, for the first game. Uh, they have said that people that play Overwatch 1 can play Overwatch 2, vice versa. So no one is separated okay. from each other um, in terms of the player base, which I think is a, is a good move because, as Miles has said, the feedback is that it is almost uh, an Overwatch 1.5. It's not an Overwatch 2. Um, however, the paid aspect is the story mode, is the PVE mode that they are releasing, um, which I was kind of hoping to see at this event, um, mm-hmm. just a little bit of something about it, how it works and stuff. I think they've showed it in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the fact they've not showed short story makes me think that it's a longer ways out than I think um, they yeah. anticipated. Um, is this a single player story mode? It, it is. It's like a PVE mode, so I think uh, you can play it on your own with some AI. It's a story aspect. See, that might be a way in for me. Yeah, but that is the paid aspect of the game. That is Overwatch mm. 2, as opposed to the new hero, the Wastelander. I've not been, I've not been on it in a very long time. Um, I think the culture around the gameplay has been quite toxic for some of the players, and it just bogged me down a bit playing it after a while, um, even though the game was quite phenomenal uh, as a hero shooter. The new hero looked interesting. Didn't see anything of it, though, which is a shame. You know, it's their their special ability, how they play, what even what class they are. You know, they've got the tanks, the healers, the DPS. Mm. Don't know anything about it. Um, but I guess we'll probably see some sooner, like very soon. Nice. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We shall see. That is October 4th uh, for Early Access uh, Overwatch 2. Uh, next up was another world premiere from Xbox Game Studios and Oxide Game Production. Uh, probably something that's definitely Miles' wheelhouse, and that's a turn-based strategy game called Ara History Untold. We didn't see any gameplay for this, but it is day one uh, on Game Pass. Uh, you can build, I did notice you can build like a unicorn world. I'm here for that. <laughs> Miles, I'm gonna trust you to notice you. the bit about Literally, the unicorn there was world. This fountain Love it. I, I, I completely passed me by that bit. Yeah, there was like this <laughs> where they panned under the unicorn, and uh, yeah, I was like, Do you know what, unicorn community, why not? Why not? Um, uh, Miles, I'm gonna kick this off with you. Um, you like him? You like you like he? I mean, it was a pre-rendered trailer, so it's hard to gauge exactly what kind of strategy game. I got the impression it's going to be like a, a civilization or like a, a four times grander strategy type rather than a like a total war or like a stronghold type RTS. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of it's cool. It looks like it goes through different eras, different um, time periods and uh, what you can build and develop and the kind of worlds that you'll be creating and managing. Um the core concept of it is right up my street. I love RTS stuff and strategy things. Um, I'm sure you'll be stealing it to create your unicorn shrine at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, there's just a bit of a lack of detail about what the game's actually going to look like. But in my head, I'm thinking it's going to be civilization type. So yeah, it should be all right. Nice. Josh, how are you with time-based strategy games? Are you a fan? Um, I've played... I've- I've played a couple. Um, yeah. Honestly, when the trailer was playing, I thought, "Is this is this a new civilization?" Um, <laughs> yeah. But but it wasn't. It's a completely new IP. Um, I think it looks like it could be kind of mixing a bit with fiction, with fact of history. You can kind of make history your own um, with some actual truths in there as well. But other than that, yeah, it's uh, coming out soon. I think, right? 
it doesn't have it didn't have a date um as far as i've got on my notes so i'm assuming within the next 12 months uh but i don't have an official date for that but i will double check my my records um toby how are you with return based and did um, you like the look of this i mean it same as Miles has said, it's it's almost impossible to gauge from a cinematic trailer like this really what you're getting into. Was it Civilization-like? Was it Sim, Sim City like Was it, I don't know, was it The Sims-like? You know, was it something mm, yeah, completely different? It, 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 it's hard to know what real-time strategy means because it means a lot of different things these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a Civilization vibe from it. Um, it's the kind of thing I used to pay a lot. Um, I think I said on the podcast the other day, like um, Age of Empires and things, really, really love Age of Empires, but I'm not a massive fan of the ones that are a bit more, like a bit more management-y, like a bit like, like Civilization got. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's, um, I'll, I'll wait to see what it looks like when uh, we get proper game day. Mm-hmm. Um, and double checking, there is no date so far, so we're just assuming a big window of 12 months. You're going to have to put your unicorn world on hold. I will do, I will do. If I'm that desperate, I'll go to Minecraft. But, uh, to be honest, you've sold, it, you've sold it more than the trailer did. <laughs> the idea of a unicorn world now makes me think, this sounds like fun. But the, it did, the... it honestly panned <laughs> onto a unicorn. Go back and check the trailer. I'll have a look. The, um, the actual trailer, though, didn't, didn't really do anything for me. No, no, it did look a bit, yeah, a bit kind of wet in terms of that um next up we had uh the elder scrolls pete hines came in for a chat um and that's going to be available next week it's called uh, high isle and it's a new expansion brand new adventure new kind of events new new people to i don't know kill fish <laughs> as you can tell my <laughs> my elder scrolls knowledge is few and far between um i've not played it online ever um Toby, have you ever played the Elder Scrolls Online? Sorry, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this whole this whole Bethesda bit, um, I found oh. very much like just reasons to jump into games that already exist yes. and that yeah. I haven't that I don't play already. So yeah, it, it wasn't doing it for me. If if you're an Elder Scrolls Online player, then cool. Here's cool. a whole new place to look yeah, around. Absolutely, uh, Josh. You seem to agree then. Definitely. Um, I mean, it's been four years since we've seen anything of uh, Elder Scrolls 6. Um, and they just seem to be putting more into Elder Scrolls Online. Give me the whole title of Elder Scrolls 6, please. Just want more <laughs> of that. I don't want, want more online. Want the yeah. actual game now, please. Yeah, this online. is like the second of the few that they're just like, we've got more of this, by the way. This is what we've got. We've got more of this. <laughs> Does it remind you a little bit of Grand Theft Auto V online? <laughs> We're adding another casino into Grand Theft Auto online. <laughs> it, it is almost as egregious as that, but um, Xbox have a variety in their IPs where they can say, we've got more of this, as opposed to GTA just being like, we've got more of this. But... <laughs> Miles, anything to add here? Yeah, I just, I guess it's exciting. There's an actual new area. So they're actually coming up with something unique. I think some of the previous expansions have been based on places like um, that you visited before in previous games. So they're actually adding in, I guess, I don't want to say putting some work in because it sounds like I'm being derogatory towards them and I'm not, but, you know, they're coming up with a fresh idea for the game. And with an MMO, you've got to keep it fresh and you've got to keep people invested. So it's not a surprise to see it here and that there is an expansion. Um, They've got to keep interest in it. But yeah, I thought it was fine. Mm. That's a nice spin on it, you know, Mars. 
Thanks. Lash, <laughs> be a PR person. No, I'm kidding. Um, and then I guess the next two were expansions of, you know, like this is a window of expansion. So we've got Fallout 76 expansion, Expedition to the Pit. Um, and that's uh, coming out in September. And again, day one on Game Pass. And then we've got Xbox Game Studios Forza Horizon 5 expansion with Hot Wheels coming in July 19th. So we have a bit of a window of, of expansion there, like Toby was saying. Toby, any interest in Fallout or Forza Horizon 5? I know you said that you kind of jump in, jump out, but it's not really your thing. What about yeah, Fallout? Absolutely no reason to go back to Fallout, in my opinion. Um, but that Forza Horizon Hot Wheels thing, the Hot Wheels game on its own is absolutely class. And yeah. um, hyper real Forza, I know it's that Forza Horizon is the more arcade version of Forza, but it's a great reason to jump into that if that's coming to game pass i will give that a shot um <laughs> with i mean tracks that go you know all over the ceiling and 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 all the the weird and wacky cars that hot wheels comes with it looked like a, a fun time absolutely josh any jumping back into fallout 76 or Falls horizon 5 at all um if there's any positive takeaway from this that i got it's that i hope more people play hot wheels unleashed um, <laughs> because that's the vibes i got from the Forza um uh dlc with the hot wheels collaboration and fallout 76 they're going back to pittsburgh which is the setting for fallout 3 i think that's a bit of a nostalgia play for a lot of people who loved fallout 3 i think mm-hmm. 3 and new vegas as well were um uh, if you ask someone what Fallout game they like, I hear those two the most often. So, um, yeah, I think they they had a very, very rocky start with 76. I've heard that it's improved a lot. Um, but is it enough? I'm not too sure. Miles? Yes. So the pit's actually quite controversial at the moment because Bethesda and, well, just Microsoft in general, they're trying to really push that the pit's going to be like this this cool expansion. It's part of the expeditions that they've been promising. And effectively, the people, again, um, who have played it early and were kind of testing it, have basically said that all you effectively do is you go to a re-rendered part of Fallout 3 and you are given a direct quest to interact with this person, go and kill these people. Then you can walk around if you want to, but there's nothing to find. So there's no point in doing so. And then you leave. That's that's its entirety, like entire existence. I got um, all that without reading up on it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's gone down really, really badly in the pre-testing. And like Josh said, it's basically just been a oh, you remember this place that you really liked in this other game that we actually put a lot of effort into and was really good. Well, now you can play in this particular part of it again, but with all of the fun stuff stripped out of it. There's no like, apparently there's two factions, but you can't even side with which one because one's a good faction, one's a bad faction. So you just work with a good faction to kill the bad one. You have no choice in it. Um, and it just, every, the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, they are so far removed from what made Fallout so good. And it's just a real shame to see it still struggling, even despite apparently Bethesda's best efforts to try and make the game more authentically Fallout. Um, yeah, I thought the uh, the spin on this was an interesting one, but it apparently it's not very good. So just as a warning. Good. Okay. Well, <laughs> looking forward to those expansions. Um, next up, we had the sequel to Ark. Um, we got a new cinematic trailer for that today. Very quick show look, little fresh, <laughs> fresh kind of new trailer, and it stars Vin Diesel. 
apparently the initial date was due for 2022. That's now been pushed back. Uh, the new date today is at 2023. Um, Vin Diesel doesn't only just star in it, but he's considered a developer and his official title is like president of creative convergence to be exact. Um, did anyone, has anyone played the initial arc? Are we excited? Josh. Um, I think it's just a, a reminder that it still exists. And, um, <laughs> Very much felt like that, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember where we saw it, but it was last year. I, I feel like it was early-ish last year, maybe even the year before the Game Awards, around Christmas time, December, um, is where we got our first look of it and the reveal of Vin Diesel being a, a part, on it, part of it. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh it's xbox game pass it, it's xbox exclusive i believe and i think it's game pass day one i think what microsoft has done for this uh showcase so far is to show that okay we might not have an initial audience of uh players as much as we'd like but we can bring other audiences to us um, and they've done that. And I think they did that with Riot Games and they're doing it with Ark. These are games that have got like huge, huge player bases. Um, Ark has been a consistently uh, updated and is still quite a popular um, open world uh, RPG uh, with, you know, crafting mechanics and stuff like that. Um, it's a shame we didn't get a little bit more uh, to mm. watch to see of it, um, apart from Vin Diesel's beautiful face. Family. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah, that's if it's if if it's Xbox and um, Vin Diesel got one thing in common, it is family. <laughs> um, so, sci-fi prehistoric survival game. Miles, this sounds right up your street. What do you think about uh, the sequel of Ark today? Uh, the originals never really interested me. Uh, the trailer was so short and basically was just there to show that Vin Diesel is in it. And I feel like I'd seen it before and I don't know why. I don't know if I'd stumbled across it or something, but yeah, I just, I was kind of like, cool, that's a whole lot of nothing. It's just telling us that Arcto exists and to just carry on waiting. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't have that much more to say on it really. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Toby, sci-fi, dinosaurs, Vin Diesel, are you in? These things should sound great, shouldn't they? But they somehow, should. somehow if you also add on crafting and survival game, I go, <laughs> okay. Uh, so no, um, the, the original arc doesn't interest me. This arc doesn't interest me. I'm afraid Vin Diesel doesn't interest me that much. Yeah. So just, you know, a cinematic reminder of nothing. It was yeah. <laughs> um, one one of the low points, I reckon. Actually, um, one of one of a few. But the, you know, not. I didn't think the whole thing was terrible in in any way. But yeah, this is one of a few low points. Fair. Yeah, Vin Diesel is. Uh, yeah, he's certainly something. I actually completely forgot he was in the trailer, and yeah, is what it is. I guess. <laughs> I love the title. Uh, whatever. Creative Convergence Director. Yeah, what even is that? Who knows? I'd love that, that's the kind of title, just like executive producer, that you give to people who really, they didn't do anything. They just yeah. didn't. They're yeah, in yeah. it and their money and their influence yeah, is absolutely. getting you That places. is an honorary doctorate right there. Like, you've been given <laughs> yeah. that title. Like, he's asked yeah. that title. And, and, if he, and if he listens to this and he's like, no, shit, I designed some dinosaurs, man. Then, <laughs> then, I, then I'm sorry, Vin. All right. 
You tell me off. Even, yeah, we'll, we'll have a second. Actually, I quite like that. You tell me off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like um, the Lady like Lady Dimitrik, like um, stumping on people. Do you know what I mean? Like Vin Diesel telling you off. I'd quite like it. <laughs> like he just tweets you and he's like, excuse me. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> you said what in your podcast? Um, you are not Rev family. on me, Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my my answer went to places I did not plan. I was going to say, yeah. You <laughs> it really did. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't you, write any of that in my notes. <laughs> you made this game and his job title sound way more interesting than it probably is right now yeah. in its development. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're right, Josh, it is an exclusive to uh, Xbox and it is day one Game Pass. Uh, so that's coming 2023, probably December by the look of that trailer. Um, next up, we had a console exclusive. I actually remember seeing this last year and it was the gruelly gruesome scorn from uh kepler and Ebb software uh coming 21st of october day one of game pass uh miles what did you think of scorn uh i mean it looks out? i mean it looks absolutely disgusting but in that kind <laughs> of like really morbid gross i kind of really want to play this to see if it's as like awful as it looks in like just the aesthetic way yeah it's very like fleshy like you're constantly mm, fleshy pulling what? things out of skin <laughs> and sinew and blood um it looks kind of interesting as to like how some of the guns play and like the whole aesthetic's really like dark and gross so it's one of those games where you kind of think i hope this is kind of a bit of a shorter experience because i don't know if i want to be playing a game in a world like that for hours and hours on end um because it would probably start to grate after a bit but i think it looks really awesome it's one of the few from this kind of showcase that i was actually like that looks cool i really kind of want to play that mm. um and yeah i'm a big fan of first person shooters so yeah this is one i definitely want to give a try when it comes out um toby are you a fan of this fleshy game <laughs> I like fleshy that's uh, yeah, that, that's how well, I'll that's how I'll describe it now it's forever going to be known as the fleshy game you know, there are a few other things you could describe as you know fleshy that, that just... <laughs> you got souls likes and now you got fleshy likes yeah fleshy likes um, <laughs> it sounds rude as well to me um, <laughs> are we not all just fleshy yeah yeah this we're is it fleshy. there's lots there's lots in it I, think. I did go down the ruder avenue though and you were like yeah I'm definitely f- thinking fleshy. rude things when I hear fleshy um anyway the um I think it looks revolting I think it looks like the kind of thing that I'm really glad is on game pass so I don't have to spend money on it but I can try it out um because I I probably won't like it for very long I think mm-hmm. I'd I think I'll like it and I want to play it for a, an hour or two and then I'll go do you know what? this is just morbidly depressing throughout and it's going to put me in a terrible terrible mood um and then stop playing it but um it had a release date like it's really soon so um what I t- also yeah. took from this was that 21st of October means that Xbox actually do have a dated release before That's the end of the true. year which they didn't have before this showcase That's they were so they true. were losing people left right and center because they had no dated releases before the end of the year Xbox. and this is this is one so I was like yeah. ah the Xbox will be all over this That's fleshy so game saves the, the day. I was fleshy just game. about to say Xbox the fleshy game late 2020 we're still in it's the, the we still have the fleshy game <laughs> I really want to write up a news piece and just be like the fleshy game arrives in October it's like when we could talk about Australia and we just call it the cat okay, game all the time. Yeah. Really, yeah. although that's kind of more endearing and out of love whereas this one <laughs> yeah. like it's fleshy and revolting and disgusting and I want to try it <laughs> 
That sounds wrong as well. If I didn't know you were talking about scorn. Someone's <laughs> it's gonna fleshy and bit. resulting and disgusting, and I want to try it. <laughs> Someone's going to clip that bit and then use it. What's going to happen? Uh, Josh, uh, the fleshy game, does it appeal to you? Um, yeah, do you know what? I think it does. I think I feel like it's um, it's what Agony hoped it would be. Um, I think Agony is a similar style game um, that just flopped. So I hope this one kind of sets up what it promises. I feel like October, the date, being a few months away, not only seeing this much of it, no gameplay or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that red? Is that red flags? I don't know. Um, I just hope they deliver because it looks great. Mm, yeah, no, I, I thought that too. Um, well, that was the fleshy game on uh, the twenty first of October, day one of Game Pass, <laughs> console exclusive. So if you have an Xbox, uh, please let us know how the fleshy game is in October. Um, that was by Kepler, and the latest next edition from Kepler um, is a third person action adventure game that we saw called Flintlock, The Siege of Dawn. Uh, we saw a lot here, actually. We saw, you know, he, uh, beating up humans, birds, giant spiders. We saw her gliding through the air. This looked pretty cool. I, you know, it's piqued my interest. This is, this is one of the high points for me. Well, of course, in beta gameplay. Um, but, I mean, it looked pretty, pretty rad. Toby, any ideas for Flintlock, Siege of Dawn? I was hoping you'd come to me on this one. <laughs> this, I, did, I thought of you. I did. I, I was like, this is a Toby game. This is- yeah, so this this really, really piqued my interest. Like yeah. that That's the kind of thing in the middle of an Xbox showcase where I'm like, ah, that's the one yeah. that I'm going to take away and go, yeah. do you know what? That was awesome. I'm re-interested again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, can, it rekindled mm, something a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote, you can turn into a dragon dog and fly. <laughs> This is Forspoken, but with weird creatures oh, and aliens. Yeah, yeah, and it really got a Forspoken vibe. Yeah, yeah, it had a, a bit of a vibe of Forspoken. Like, we're just going to kind of get two Forspokens in the space of six months, um, <laughs> which, is, which is maybe not a bad thing. Um, and she also did like a this incredible dodge at one point that a boss was throwing things at her like it was Returnal yeah. and she did a triple like, jump dodge jump and I was like come on that's like awesome doof, doof, doof. yeah like, kept yeah. kept jumping away from it I was like okay that's cool um so yeah I got some really good vibes from this I quite like things that have a real biodiverse feel to them and have mm. like new alien races and weird dragon dogs and shit this is why Everwild always looked good to me this is why Horizon appeals to me because of mm. the robot biodiversity it's um it's got that feel which is it is probably why it appealed so much yeah definitely. Um, so yeah that one's going straight on the radar and yes. um yeah. day one this is yeah day one I, on game pass day one on game pass if yeah. i if i so at the moment i've, I've quit my game pass um subscription <laughs> the um I, i'm one of the people who, who jumped out <laughs> because of 20, 2022 <laughs> looking so bleak um but maybe, maybe there's a point in sort of November, December where I'm going to yeah. jump back in and there'll be lots to come for six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be one of them. And I wonder if actually now they've really started to get those dates, those dates that can be kind of confirmed. They've started to do it probably because they've noticed that. Yeah, yeah. There They're is losing subscribers of, yeah, like Netflix yeah, are yeah. at this point. Absolutely. Um, but no, I completely agree with you. That, that game looked, looked flipping awesome. She was doing all sorts. Um, Josh. Third person action adventure. How did you find this? I know you're a Horizon fan. I know you're kind of third person action adventure fan. 
Yeah, so I think this is something that Xbox have needed is the, is one of these yes. type of games. Um, I think the next couple of games that we're going to talk about have a very similar theme to them on how they play, and this is one of them that isn't that. Um, uh, it kind of gave me like Godfall vibes as well, the aesthetic of it a little bit, kind of uh, very naturistic, but also high tech, sort of futuristic looking, and I'm really digging it. Mm. Um, some of the footage suggested that it could possibly be an open world, which I'm excited about as well. Um, but yeah, just kind of echoing both of your sentiments, that is, it's one of the highlights for me on this showcase. Mm, yeah. Miles, what did you think of Flintlock Seed of Dawn? I think a bit like uh, Forspoken, I'm a bit less keen on it. Um, I think it was one of the better games that they showed off. And I think like Josh said, it's one that Microsoft have needed. Um, and I think if it's given the time and the budget, it can be a really good game. And I'm hoping it does succeed. Um, I liked the mix of like guns, magic, and kind of like melee weapons with axes and all sorts, you know, all thrown in together. It should make for quite a, an engaging combat system and it looked quite visceral in places, which I'm a big fan of. But yeah, there's something about both this and Forspoken that just don't quite grab me yet. They're kind of games that I'm going to kind of play the wait and see to see if they're worth picking up or whether it's, you know, worth just picking it up on a discount or later down the line. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good one to fill in their roster a little bit. I think they've free on Game like Pass this. isn't enough for you, Miles. No, it's not. <laughs> That's not free enough. No, it's not quite free enough. <laughs> I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to wait for a sale where I can spend money. Yeah. On. No, yeah. They need I to think... hand deliver it on a red velvet cushion for you, do they? <laughs> That's it. To be fair, I'd forgotten it was on Game Pass. It's a fair point. It probably is one of those I'd play for like how a few hours f- and then jump out of. <laughs> Sorry, how it's can you I've forget? Been saying, right? So every single one. Said, I know. Yeah play it day one on game pass or whatever yeah. and it, it was like impossible I, I suppose you can glaze over at one point and just think yeah up there, they're all they're all gonna say this so i Everything forget was like, that any of them say it yeah all of them are like world premiere day one and it's kind of like okay i'm just gonna wait until <laughs> the actual game starts um but also i'm new to the whole game pass thing so i'm still getting used to it do a shot every time they say day one on game pass <laughs> oh my oh, god <laughs> i wouldn't have made it halfway the i think about five or six of them in i had that exact same thought and i was like you could wreck yourself on yeah. this I don't know why they just don't say at the start. Just be like, everything you're going to see is pretty much day, day one on Game Pass, unless we say otherwise. I think she did. I think, was it um, was it Sarah Bond? I think that's her name. I can't remember. Um, she said something like it. 30 games. They're all going to be on Game Pass. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh but we're going to tell you every time Bond. anyway. We're going to tell you every time in this big trailer-like um, animation. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't not uh, shock you every time you see one of these and you're like, oh, this looks good. And then they say it and, you're, yeah. and you, you don't forget, but you <laughs> are again. Well, yeah, I, I am. I think, I'm, I think I'm happy every time. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, that's on Game Pass too. Why <laughs> they say it every time. <laughs> they know you guys well. <laughs> There's that bit of serotonin. Oh, day one on Game Pass. Oh. It's going to be great when PlayStation Plus can do the same thing and they can go, yeah. this will actually will be. On, yeah. game, on PlayStation Plus, really, you know, they, can't, or, they haven't say it about well, the day one stuff yet. Let's doing, hope it will happen. What they'll end up doing is being like, play the first two hours of the game yeah. for free. You can play a demo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you pay £80. Pounds, you can play the most boring parts of the game first. Yeah. Are we shooting on Sony and, and big enough Xbox right now? I think when it comes to Game Pass, I think that's only the only thing you can do, really. <laughs> um, and that's it. No kidding. We're halfway through. This was a monster, monster, <laughs> monster showcase. So next up, we had a world premiere, Xbox Game Studios, Mojang Studios, from the creators of Minecraft, a story-driven, strategy-based game from Minecraft called Minecraft Legends, you say? Hmm. 
Toby, I know Elliot's not old enough yet, but <laughs> are you old enough to play Minecraft Legends? I'm too old. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I was listening to the beginning bits of, uh, or reading the beginning bits of this and thinking from the creators of Minecraft, and I thought, is it something different? That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. No. And what, what I got was more Minecraft. I was like, well, that's kind of... <laughs> deflating isn't it yeah um it was a slightly nicer style a little bit more top down bit of cell shading but it was basically mm. minecraft just minecraft legends um mm. no minecraft doesn't appeal to me much at all um if i want to build something like that i'll just get a lego set it doesn't really do it for me that much i do understand there's a great big um, market for it and um i hope they like it i hope they like this new one mm. Gosh. but i could i couldn't care less personally <laughs> you couldn't care less personally um <laughs> Josh, where are you about Minecraft? And does Minecraft Legends appeal to thee? Um, so I'm on the same side as Toby. I think I'm just not creative enough for Minecraft. Some of the things <laughs> that people can build is ridiculous. Oh, um, don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so there was another game that came out uh, that they released, Minecraft Dungeons. Um, that was more of like a dungeon crawler. Uh, loot and them up sort of game uh, single player I think there was multiplayer as well it kind of looked like an amalgamation of the main game and this um, Dungeons wasn't a it wasn't greatly recepted by a lot but some people do love it um, so hopefully this My Minecraft Legends is kind of um, the best of both and mm. it's going to do the best out of all of them mm. nice um, Miles Minecraft Legends? Yeah, I mean, Minecraft, not my thing. Um, it did remind me of the dungeons uh, that Josh just mentioned as well. I think when you make as much money as Minecraft has made and is as successful as it is, you can kind of make whatever you want and it will still do relatively well. Um, yeah. It looks very straightforward, looks very basic, looks very nice as like a, an afternoon killer or just something for, you know, a, an audience who maybe don't want like a really in-depth, really difficult or tough you know kind of experience it's going to be very uh, casual and i don't mean that in a bad way but like a really relaxed feel to like a, a combat type of minecraft um i don't really like the the graphical style it always really puts me off um and i think there are other games i would rather play but like the other two have said it's nice for the people who want it mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, they've called it a strategy-based game, so I wonder if there is a, kind of like a build your base, defend your base kind of section to it, or if it, there's a story behind it, because at first it was very cutesy, very story, everyone's coming out of their cute little houses. Yeah, um, I think you're right, there is that kind of aspect to it of, this, like you said, the strategy part, yeah. where it is kind of a build-basing when maybe, yeah. you know, crafting tools and stuff like that, kind yeah. of like the mind craft aspect exactly of it. yeah like kind of amalgamating both kind of enemies towards that but also having some control and being able to you know defend yourself properly as opposed to just you know killing a sheep or a cow <laughs> um that was minecraft legends 2023 they won game pass uh next up again a console launch exclusive uh at first miles thought this was outer wilds and i was like no no no, no. outer wilds did not have farmville in it um and we saw our first look at uh light year frontier and that's due in spring 2023 it kind of was a little bit kind of outer wilds you had a robot you were building a new world you're building your house you're looking after some crops you're exploring the land i thought it looked kind of cool miles <laughs> uh 
Outer Wilds? Question mark. I mean, the initial part of the trailer, it it's does, got like it the does. nice musical motif to it. It's showing off the landscape. It's got a kind of similarish art style, and I was like, oh. Maybe it's more out of wild, out of wilds, but they're just adding some extra elements to it. But to be honest, I'm kind of glad it's not. I know that's going to be very controversial, but I wasn't a fan of out of wilds at all. It was just mind numbing. I don't know. I couldn't get past an hour of it. Um, but again, this one looks very much not up my street. It looks like a mech farmville, which is an interesting category to go into. But I think this will have its own little following. Um, and it looks like it's quite well fleshed out already, just from the trailer. Yeah. Um, there's lots to explore, lots to discover. There's lots of things to look after. And again, it's going to be one of those cozy kind of afternoon games that you can just kind of jump into, like tend to your crops and go out and have a little explore and see what's in the world. And there's a place for that. You know, it's nice. Um, I won't hop into it, but again, I'm sure other people will enjoy that. Uh, Toby, do you fancy looking after some crops in a robot? Um Farming games don't generally do it for me, but okay. Ooh, this had this that. had some this had some okay vibes to it. Yeah. There's um I quite like the idea of it being a mech that that gives me more of an in than you know just a regular farmer. Um mm-hmm. I noticed some nice wildlife yeah. um as I was going along. Maybe you have livestock as well as crops, cool. um, which would make it a little bit more interesting again. Um so like alien farming. Um there are there have been some games in the past where I've got really into an alien farming or like alien um, like a hierarchy of nature sort of games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, interesting. I thought was an interesting vibe that I was getting. Um, overall, Farming Simulator 19 in space is not the best um, sort of pitch um, in my opinion. But but yeah, it had some some quirky you know. Yeah. sort of things to it again because it's game pass i can try it without spending true. 70 quid and i might love it who knows yeah it does look like i think it's definitely something that i'll go into as well um josh uh farm management games you like it uh, not not since facebook circa 2010 <laughs> i don't think um, oh, oh, I uh, uh, <laughs> at least with this game you won't get friends requests from your uh, mum's friends to ask you <laughs> to help with their crops oh you never know uh, we should <laughs> but no it looks really good it kind of looked gave me uh it looks kind of like no man's sky as well mm. um in its later days kind of improving on that uh but it's it's very different i think it's it's more of a grounded approach to No Man's Sky in, in terms of like the firming aspects of it. So, but it looks good. Um, I think games like this and other games that we've talked about and games we will talk about, it's shown variety in mm. the showcase, um, yeah, which is something I think other showcases this week have suffered from. Yes. No, you actually raised a very good point there, actually. That has been what? a lot of variety today. You mean like all those uh, in-space survival horror games that we saw in the space <laughs> of like 10 minutes? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I know this one's in space too, but... <laughs> space is definitely like the new zombies, isn't it? Remember when every game was like a zombie shooter or killer thing and now I've everything quite... is in space? I've always wanted sci-fi space stuff to be the new zombies. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> kind of there good. you go. You got that now. I do, do like some sci-fi. <laughs> and I like some sci-fi horror. But yeah, it, it's, it's nice when... I think I get a vibe from Xbox a lot of the time that it's a very PC, but we've just gone into consoles. Do you know what I mean? Like you get this mm. PC vibe and that mm. used to be a very particular type of CRPG and, and, and you know, a type of game. 
they have branched out. They have got a lot of other stuff under that. The, the, the wing that now spreads over so many Xbox studios um, is quite broad. And, and the, you know, he keeps coming out and saying, you know, Phil keeps coming out and saying, we want to have something for everyone. And I think they're, they're, they're on the verge of, of managing it. Absolutely. I think so too. Um, and I think, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say, but oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it was going to bounce off what you were saying about the variety and stuff like that. And I think, uh, oh, and the kind of fluidity between uh, PC gaming and now Xbox gaming. I think they're both, um, you're right, they're almost becoming more of a symbiotic relationship. And that shows in their cloud gaming and their streaming services that they want it. They want the Xbox service on both to play um, you know, hand in hand. So I think you're right that they're trying to get that audience and bring them over just like other games. Nice. Um, so next up, we had a four-player co-op roguelite action full of cat characters. Uh, Gunfire Reborn is coming out on October 22nd, although we didn't see too much. Um, someone who, who loves animal games, uh, Toby. Miles, no. ah. <laughs> I, I, um, <laughs> I think, I think I'm meant to love this. Yeah, do you not? But the butt goes the other way this time. Yeah. The butt goes. I don't really care for the graphic design. I don't really care for the four-player co-op shooter thing. And it looked like it was just narrativeless violence um, with cats, and I <laughs> just have no real interest in it. I mean, they're marginally you know nicely put together you know little furry characters but yeah I, I again it's you know I, i'll try it out for five minutes so if it grabs me then great but i i don't see it doing so uh josh cat like roguelike co-op i mean it's all like roguelike your, yeah cat like <laughs> roguelike co-op. i mean it, it's kind of all in your wheelhouse right yeah, these buzzwords, they should be singing, shouldn't they? They should be um, singing. Oh, they're not singing. Or they're singing badly. Well, we never got round to my uh, three words to summarise the showcase, but my three <gasps> words would have been four-player co-op. Uh, I is... am so sorry. I deeply <laughs> apologise. Do you know what? I was too busy Terrible. doing your special introduction that I forgot yeah. your three words. If it makes you feel better, Josh, I didn't say my three words either. But to your... <laughs> Shall we take this moment to give you your three words? And what was your moment? Yours was four-player co-op? Yeah. Okay. My three words was better last year. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe we should have kept that one quiet. Yeah, we should have. (laughs) Oh, well. That's okay. (laughs) That's what Uh, editing is for. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But yeah, Gunfire uh, Reborn. Uh, Like like I said, the buzzwords were there, but no. Like Toby Toby said as well, the graphics just weren't hitting. And I think a couple of games that have come out in this showcase up to this point, graphically, they were just needed a bit more, I don't know, you know, uh, standout-ishness of them. Mm, Yeah. Miles, anything to add? Yeah, I was a bit more savage with this. I think it looks pretty trashy, to be honest. Um, It's kind of like... Do you remember, I can't remember if it was in a state of play or the showcase last year or something, but they announced like a couple of those like battle royale, like FPS, third person action shooters, whatever they were. And they looked garbage and they came out, no one played them. And then they died within a week. And this was like Xbox's version of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw this trailer and I was like, this is just not going to 
go this is just not going to be good like no one's really going to play this it'll be like kind of comical for like one session where you play it for like an hour or two and then never ever play it again yeah it's just not going to hold any attention no one's really going to commit to it you know it's one of those where I just watched it and I was like no it's not going to do well so Mm. yeah I was a bit more hard on this one fair enough um next week next week next we have a um completely different vibe to cat like roguelike uh the last case of benedict fox uh created by plot twist it looked like a side-scrolling action adventure it is a console launch exclusive by rogue studios um it looked very cool very purple very mysterious uh toby any interest in the last case of benedict fox um yeah i think so uh, it's um that side-scrolling sort of, I wrote side-scrolling ginger goes into the heart of darkness. That's what I wrote down. Um, oh, just cares for that description. <laughs> I um, I thought it reminded me of a game back in the day called Heart of Darkness, right? Which is on PS One, and it was um, this little kid went off, you know, in, and lots of shadowy, weird creatures would would chase you around. It was sort of like a, it tried to be Abe's Odyssey, but it wasn't quite as good. Okay. Um, this kind of reminded me of that but like a modern take on it with a sure. with a human character um it looked like it had a bit of narrative to it it looked like you could you know every now and again you'd stop and you'd you'd, you'd stop dealing with these weird um you know lovecraftian creatures that he was coming into contact with um and there was you know a weird guy in a chair who was talking to you about like you know strange um what's he, he was he reminded me of the you know colonel um the kfc colonel from the matrix like he was talking about stuff uh go this will be the case now benedict <laughs> blah 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 um so i was like maybe the dialogue will get on my tits but at the same time yeah it, it looked like a fun time um probably like a you know just a short once through narrative adventure and i don't have any real problem with that um and again, it's free on Game Pass. So <laughs> why wouldn't I give it a try at the very Yeah, end? absolutely. <laughs> uh, Josh Miles, uh, last case of Benedict Fox. How are we feeling? Oh, Josh. Uh, this was a highlight for me, I think. Um, oh. Yeah, 2D style, side-scrolling, Metroidvania, set in a bit of a Lovecraftian world. It is world. very you. Yeah, uh, to <laughs> say the least. Um, Souls-like combat, uh, it reminded me of uh, Blasphemous and um, the trailer that dropped for, uh, I think it was called The Last Faith as well, that came out yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm really digging this. The art style is incredible, 60 frames, 4K. I know it's a 2D side-scroller, but those 60 frames are important. And yeah, it looks great. Yeah, I mean, it looked pretty full-on in terms of combat, didn't it? 60 frames wasn't Yeah, really and... You know, fighting, you're in a demon while solving a mystery of this family. Oh, oh, the deep, so profound. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, anything to add? Does this excite you? Yeah, I think alongside Plague Tale, this was my favourite one in oh, the showcase. Time um, up. Yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah, like Josh said, the, the art style is really cool. I really like it. And I'm interested in the story of how he's going to have to fight against the spirit, what it's going to mean, if there's like moral and ethical stuff that happens. It's got a lot of scope and potential to go into some really dark themes. And mm-hmm. it's just so compelling. Like I was watching this trailer and I was like, this is what I want. I want more of this. Give me it. Um yeah, the gameplay looks really fun. Um, I'm hoping that the controls will be nice and kind of 
tight sometimes with these games they can be a little bit loose and it makes them a little bit unsatisfying but from the look of how it was playing it looked really satisfying and rewarding um yeah i'm really really keen on this one and yeah i just want to play it give it to me i'll get it on game pass there you go toby i did it there you go <laughs> finally yeah i did it i did it i'm learning <laughs> um, I, it's, it's weird that i've I, I thought i was going to be the one who liked that the most and i've come out actually the most mellow about it yeah. I? <laughs> yeah. I went to you first because i was like this still yeah. like but then yeah actually. exactly i liked <laughs> it as well i'm gonna say i liked it as well it looked okay yeah but a highlight for for many of the pod, what about you cat on that one podders. Yeah, it actually looked really cool. I've played, I've reviewed a lot of 2D side-scrollers and this definitely piqued my interest in terms of the the archives that I've played in, in regards to that. And like you said, it was very kind of dark, mysterious, like, oh, your father did this to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so it looks like it's, it's, I don't know how how well I'd get on with the, with the combat. The combat seems very precise, very. But it does seem, at first I thought it might have been like similar to the studios who make oxen free it looked very like that to begin with and i was like oh what is this uh but no it looks great um i, I love an action adventure and i love a side, side scroller you can only go one one place can't you really and that's cat's left or first. left or right <laughs> is this yeah. first souls like maybe maybe See, did it say it was souls like or are you just getting that vibe i think some of the gameplay was, i think yeah. what other people have wrote um, written about it are saying okay. sounds like kind of okay. uh, I just wasn't sort of seeing it without mm. unless there's stuff written about it that says it yeah there's there's a couple of articles that I've read cool. that saying that it's got souls like combat so Ooh, well we'll excited. see we'll will it be your first souls like that we, well I guess so unless anything comes out before but it says spring 23 so we've got a while yet we've got a while yet um, next up was and this gave you know the showcase gave this a couple of minutes so obviously it wants us to be to have a good opinion of this game and that was as dusk falls by interior nights uh we kind of got a little i guess verbal showcase of of this before kind of seeing some gameplay uh it's an interactive story that kind of gives you agency of all the characters it's thought provoking it's, it's supposed to be kind of emotional experience at one of your awards in the tribeca game festival 22 um it kind of showed a very kind of still snapshot vibe of the story uh, based on a place called Two Rock, a very kind of Western, Southern American, South. Um, and it looks like very Detroit-like in terms of um, your decisions will matter. Uh, there's a timeline, you know, depending on what decision you make, that will have consequences in the future. Um, or, you know, it looks like people can uh, have different relationships based on your choice. So it's been huge Detroit vibes. Um, Miles, you've played Detroit what was your feeling among this because I know you're a big Life is Strange fan as well so I know you, you love the decision based games uh what was your what was your vibe around As Dusk Falls yeah the theory should go this one should have been like one of my favorites of the showing but I just absolutely hated the style it felt like I was watching a slide so slideshow presentation on like every scene I don't know if it's just like I can't even describe it but just the way that elements were moving and then they'd have like a still image but then like the particle effects would be like dynamic as though it's actually happening and I don't know it just it really didn't mesh with me at all and I didn't like it and it put me off all the rest of it I really liked the the story of it the location the idea but I think that the style of it's going to put me off so much I won't enjoy actually playing it um so I found this a real shame because like you said, I adore Detroit. It's one of my favorite games. Um, Life is Strange probably is one of, if not my favorite game. 
like I love this style of game normally, but its direction just really put me off. So I was mm -hmm. a bit guided. Shame, shame. Um, Toby, you've recently played Life is Strange. Have you played Detroit? <laughs> um, I have played De Detroit, but I gave up I was, in the, the, almost the same place as Greg did. We talked oh, about this a while yeah, ago. Yeah, I was but... going to say, I've, I, felt, I feel like you gave up Detroit. What yeah. does this do for you? <laughs> so I think D Detroit should be a lot of fun and 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 be my kind of thing but it just kind of was very dull um and if people like it they like it that's fine i'm, I'm not going to shit on it any longer any more than that but it's um i just found it dull personally the i think i'm going to completely echo what Maya said on this though though in terms of ideas and gameplay i suppose this is meant to be a life is strange tell me why you know style thing it's falling at the first hurdle mm. which is to make it look like it's look engaging right mm -hmm. it looks utterly unengaging mm -hmm. it looks really really ugly like <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't say it lightly it, no, it really does though it's fucking it's hideous got, it's got this horrendously like there's an art style that they've captured like it's stills so and photos it's and then like they've overlaid them with this weird painting still. effect yeah and it's just, still and it feels, it feels it feels like a sick. really it feels like a really bad bit of clip art do you know what i mean like it's just <laughs> awful I, I i hate the style of it and i hate the way it's still and like one bit's moving um yeah. these kind of things are very it's very indie to do this and i find that i just avoid those types of indie games as well oh. like like the plague um <laughs> so this is doing nothing for me whatsoever. This is a, oh, that's out, is it? Cool. Who cares? Just, uh, and I have no idea why they had the lady come on and talk about it. it, it it's, I, I wonder, I, I want to know what the actual Xbox, you know, fanboys take is on this. Like, is everyone thinking it looks great? Are we in the minority? Or is everyone just like, yeah, why are we talking about this again? It's, it looks awful. Maybe we can recap that on the next pod. We can <laughs> come back. Have a little look on Twitter and see and how see. much it's getting shit on. Yeah. Yeah. Although Sean is saying that as a as a general hold, Xbox fans aren't massively happy with the the showcase. So we'll see um, with this one in particular because they did have a big spotlight on it. And I completely agree with you. Like, what is that? And I wondered to myself at the beginning: is this just a, is this going to be something that actually isn't the gameplay, and they're just trying to like do this for dramatic effect? And then the more it went on, I was like oh no, no like when you make the... a choice yeah. it's going to do a different still blurry motion picture thing um, and <laughs> yeah it was really strange um, <laughs> but we've shouted on it, Josh any any more shit to add or are we good, or are you a devil's advocate uh, I wouldn't say devil's advocate but I am opposing to the idea a little bit um, <laughs> I, th I think the style of it kind of reminds me of uh, Richard Linklater's film uh, Waking Life and the kind of uh, sort of 2D cel-shaded animation sort of uh, semi-realistic, semi-drawn uh, aesthetic. And whilst the, the look of it isn't the best, maybe it's to conserve on the budget because... Mm -hmm. The way, the way the story looked, it looked like it could go places. Maybe some places that some of the major AAA stories can't facilitate the amount of choices and options and paths that it goes to for the sake of the quality of the game. Um, and I'm quite interested in the story. It's kind of... Uh, it kind of gave me soap opera vibes a little bit. 
um in in the best ways and in the worst ways like some of the freeze frames were very like is this your first time doing this or um, <laughs> what are they called but, not soap operas but like when they're called oh, oh telenovelas That's yeah, a little, yeah a little bit a little bit um but yeah no there's there's something I, I love a heist story as well and this is that this has that and it's got family and heist and all these like uh, conspiracies against each other so maybe the story will be a shining star out of the rubble that is this look that it has mm-hmm. um but this does look a little bit out of place for xbox um uh this does look more of the side of you know the kind of indie showcases or mm-hmm. maybe playstation where they are more narrative focused to that degree yeah they wouldn't go that ugly i'm <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just looking at twitter for a second cat um i've got to my my favorite one is as dusk falls maybe for someone but it ain't me. That was hilarious. And then um, I'm going to dunk like crazy on one game as dusk falls. And then they just literally just let rip the same as we just did. Oh, okay then. Well, so yeah, it's um, maybe not going down that great. Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't sound like it, does it? Well, I've done everyone now, haven't I? I've, I've been to everyone on that one. I think. Okay. Yes. Yes. Cool. Ross, you can cut that sentence out. Uh, next up is, uh, and that's July nineteenth as well. So that's coming around real soon. Uh, day one on Game Pass. So we'll we'll uh, soon get not only in two days' time the comments about Twitter, well, more comments about Twitter, which don't look very positive. But maybe in a month's time we'll have some reviews too. <laughs> uh, next up was a console launch exclusive Naraka Blade Point. That is right around the corner as well. It's coming out in eleven days. Um, and that's day one on Game Pass as well. At first, we were absolutely sold that it was Neo, uh, but it's not. Um, uh, who should I go to? Who do I want to go to? Josh. Um, I know you've played a lot of Neo. Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I uh, fully finished Neo 1, played a little bit of Neo 2. Um, I think there was just other games at the time, so I didn't finish it. Mm. And obviously this isn't that, but it kind of gave us that vibe straight away. A little bit. Um, Do you know what? Something later on in the showcase gave me more of them vibes, and we'll talk about that. Mm, um, interesting. What did you think of Narika Bloodborne? Uh, so, yeah, it's another battle royale, isn't it? So, just, I think some of the wording that they said, it feels like it could be a timed exclusive. Um, mm. But, yeah, another battle royale. Do we need one? Not really. Toby? Any thoughts? So um, I remember when Naraka Blade Point was announced maybe a year and a half ago or so on PC. I thought it looked incredible, like um, just beautiful graphics in a melee, like um, like like Josh says, like a sort of um, melee MMO type thing. Mm. I have, though the graphics look amazing, the combat seems to be cool it's a type of game that I just have no interest in now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that meant that, you know, whether it's coming to, I can try, I can try it now. I don't have to have a really high end PC to play it anymore. It's great. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't, I'm not really sold on it anymore because I know what type of game it is. There was a, there was a little bit halfway through, which said there was a new campaign mode being added um, mm-hmm. for, for this release. So that would be a reason to try it on game pass. Like a, I can try the combat without having to play, um, you know, PVP, all the time and and battle royale melee style stuff which i have mm. no interest in whatsoever mm-hmm. and it's literally like like you say 11 days away i mean that's 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be kicking Stop myself them. I don't have my Game Pass now. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually really, really soon. That's the, I think that was the, apart from the one that was like today, that was the next one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I don't think it looks anything like Neo, by the way. I, oh yeah, um... no, I've I've just about to say I've um I've messed up. That was I'm really bad. <laughs> I'm gonna completely. Is it for a different one in a minute? It was for a different one in a minute, and I thought I got a bit ahead of myself. I was too excited. No worries. I was um, well, this, this one's this one's far more like I don't know Overwatch or something, but yes, in in yeah. Japan China style, yes, yeah, Asian no, I feel style, like I'm sort of stuff. Being a little bit. Like, yeah. Anywho, my bad. I was getting ahead of myself and I read what I said and it was Sorry. too far down the <laughs> So yes, Josh, I probably probably have the same vibe for the same game. Um, that's my bad. Miles, what do you think of this game that we didn't think was Neo? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it looked kind of floaty, a bit loose, a bit kind of all over the place. It's kind of one of those, I got the impression it's kind of like a mindless fun kind of game that you just drop in and just go and wail on people and kind of hope for the best. It, it looks fine. Um, I probably won't play it, but it looked okay. Fair enough. I was very um, meh. Very meh. Um, and then we had another world premiere from Xbox Game Studios, a folk-like storybook-based narrative game uh, from Obsidian Entertainment, and that was Pentiment. And that's out November of this year. Um, Miles, this kind of caught your eye. It looked like to begin with, and then... Not so much, but what are your thoughts on Pentiment? It's definitely got an interesting like look to it. Um, Obsidian are obviously a really good studio. Um, they've got a lot of really creative and interesting dev um, devs working for them. They make good storylines. They do good quest design. So in that way, I was kind of interested, but the actual style of game that it is doesn't really suit me that much. It's one of those that I'd kind of like to read a bit of a synopsis on or I'd watch like a YouTube video on of someone like delving in and like dissecting it and pulling it apart. I think it's going to be really good. Um, mm. On a, Objectively, I think people are going to really like this one. And you guys were talking about kind of diversifying Microsoft's lineup. I think this is part of that. And it's nice to see Obsidian getting to make the games that they want to make um, and having the opportunity to be creative because they do make excellent stuff. Um, yeah, I think it looks really cool. I think it will do well. I'm hoping it will anyway. So... Yeah, interesting style. Uh, Josh, interested in the storybook-based narrative game? So kind of um, echoing the same sentiments as Mars, really. Uh, Obsidian, great team. Uh, the director, Josh Sawyer, you know, did uh, Fallout New Vegas and Pillars of Eternity. So there, there is something there that is appealing to me, but um, the kind of error it's setting, the, the way it looks... I'm not a massive fan of um, what will be the shining star out of that would be the story. Um, but yeah, nothing much to say other than that, really. And Toby? Uh, my sentiments echo very similarly. It didn't didn't grab me in any way. Um, I, I don't. I'm not that much of a fan of Obsidian. I've not been a great sort of lover of their first person you know rpg style um very often like mm -hmm. sometimes but just not always um i i prefer the ones that kind of play with it like the outer worlds yeah. um and and when and did it in a way i liked it more um mm -hmm. so so this is like well obsidian isn't a name that makes me personally go oh i should be interested then it makes me go well i'm not like their games much before so um so to add add a really ugly 
um, medieval art style um, isn't helping. And um, I was pretty much, nope, not going to try that one. Fair enough. Mixed reviews all over. I definitely felt like this is a bit of a low point. Yeah. The game kind of felt like a bit of a lull, like kind of like, oh, okay, it's just, you know, looking at my watch. Like... A, bit, a bit like um, Josh said the other, a little bit earlier on, it was one of those ones that really felt like it would have fit and been quite good yes. in, an, in, an, in indie an indie showcase. showcase. Absolutely, you know, I completely agree. Um, right, next up, we had another one from Obsidian Entertainment, and that was an action adventure called Grounded. That comes out in September, and it had a very Honey, I Shrunk the Kids style. Uh, we saw quite a bit of gameplay from this. Um, and, well, not gameplay, but just saw quite a lot of visual, I guess, dynamic from it, um, from using the ground, uh, for the, the garden, to the battles, to the things that they'll face, giant ants, giant spiders. Um, yeah, it looked pretty cool. Josh, did this, does this appeal to you? Is this kind of the thing that you like? Um... Not for me personally. It's kind of one of those survival games uh, where you do the crafting, you do the fighting. Um, It's been out a couple of years in early access for Xbox. Um, Mm -hmm. It has garnered an audience and I'm happy for that audience to finally get this final release. Uh, You know, (laughs) the full release of the story that it ends and they get all this TLC put into it for an update only in September as well. So it's not far away for them. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that it's finally had its full release. You know you sounded like then? You sounded a little bit like Kanye West when he went up to Taylor Swift and he was like, listen, this is a great game. I'm going to let you finish. But uh, they've already had it out for early release for ages, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I think Xbox have been really good in their games where they do, they are transparent when it is an early access yeah. and they do work on it consistently. Um, there's another game I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later that has the same, has had the same um uh, care for it with in terms of just keeping stuff going for the game and improving it for the gamers mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um toby do you want to fight ants will be bugs life and so uh, when this came out on game pass like uh, josh says uh, sort of the earlier version of it i did try it out um i think me and roscoe and greg all tried it out um it was okay but it's a survival <laughs> you know crafter and that it doesn't that doesn't really interest me um i remember roscoe being petrified of the um spiders so there'd be there'd be spiders the size of a house coming at you um and he literally wouldn't play it after those um and (laughs) and then there was also there was a mode you could put on which was like iraq no mode like no i remember him talking about this so you could turn off the spiders and literally all you could i think something like all you could see of them was their eyes like floating and then you could just shoot them i don't know i I remember him saying that it goes on like a scale and you could make them like really not scary at all, or you yeah. could put them in loads of detail. <laughs> and then the like the less scary ones are literally like a blob. And yeah, they like, were just like, a blob. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Oh, anyway, okay. we we tried it out. It it was okay. It's a bit like it's, it's absolutely honey. I showing the kids as a game. Yeah, but but it, it it doesn't give me it doesn't give me any vibes of like I want to play that again. Like it was just like a yeah. meh, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, it, it, fond memories of Roscoe being um. I do remember, I do know, that was even before my time at Finger Guns, I remember listening to that pod with the Arachnometer, um, and I didn't realise it was this game, but uh, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Okay, um, and next up, very, you know, what I might do is try and skim through some of the ones that don't have as much, 
much to say because we're going to get onto the bigger stuff soon, the bigger announcements, the stuff that might upset some people. Who knows? Um, so next up, we had uh, World Premier Exclusive Fair Person Action Adventure Ereban uh, Shadow Legacy. Uh, kind of very much looked like the the one that we saw before, Flintrock. Um, we're kind of fighting robots, not fighting robots, returning to smoke. Who who kind of liked this? Any vibes from this one? I liked it. Yeah, Miles, tell me more. Uh, well, stealth action's just a cool genre. Um, it's nice to see games being released in it because they're quite few and far between now. It's kind of like Thief, but third person. Um, yeah, I thought it looked really interesting. Some of the powers look quite cool. Um, I hope there's a bit more diversity than just robots that you're facing off against. Huh. But I like the aesthetic, the kind of atmosphere of the world feels quite dark and kind of moody and a little bit dystopic and looks like you're going to be fighting against, like, I don't want to say the machine because that seems too obvious, but, you know, you're kind of fighting against the elements and you're going to have to use your environment, probably different resources. I think it's a cool concept. So it's one I'm going to keep an eye on. Nice. Josh, Toby, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I also like the look of this. Um, I think it's... It kind of reminds me of that Aragami, like a double A rather than a triple A stealth game. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a feel of a sort of low budget Assassin's Creed. Um, and I definitely like the powers, like those powers that cool, like just bursting into shadow and then you can avoid, you know, yeah. um, you can dodge uh, yeah. knives and shit or you can disappear on it almost like, like she went underground, it looked like, mm. and, but she was really just a little shadow on the ground. Yeah, there's some there's some interesting stuff in there. It's definitely worth a go. Yeah, definitely. Josh, what did you think of this one? Yeah, same as everyone else, really. Uh, this was uh, another highlight for me out of the showcase. Um, like Toby said, it did give me some Aragami vibes. Um, I just, I'm looking forward to see more of it, really. Nice. Yeah, it did look really cool. Um, and we got to see probably more than we would normally get to see um, from a World Premier exclusive. Normally we don't get to see too much, but actually it shows quite a lot. Um, and that's coming in 2023, so it's one to keep an eye on. Uh, next up, we had quite a lot of time dedicated to this one, um, and that was Diablo 4. Was it 15, 17 minutes on it Diablo some, 4? It was quite a lot. Because so I, was, I was skipping through quite quick, obviously, on this, and I was just like, oh, it's still Diablo. And yeah, it's still Diablo, yeah, even 10 absolutely. minutes later. Yeah, absolutely. And so... It kind of went through uh, the developing of it, kind of what's what it's about. It went through lots of gameplay, and then it told you a little bit about the end game. So, kind of showed somebody who can control the dead with her powers. She consumes their soul, and then she can use those souls against uh, other enemies. Um, and that's her as a necromancer. So they're adding a new class, um, and she's a, the commander of the undead. Everything that you saw there in that kind of showcase was uh filmed on xbox series x so we know it's proper gameplay and to be fair it looked pretty damn pretty good damn damn good good damn <laughs> it looked pretty damn good um it's, it's the same old diablo in terms of monster slaying and loot collections they kind of described it as hell hell on earth hell's breaking loose it's very harrowing um they've got full character customization it's open world it's shared world there's over 150 diamond dungeons you're reclaiming strongholds, and once you reclaim that stronghold, uh, turn into kind of cute little towns, um, and it's fully enabled cross-play. You can also do couch co-op, um, and it told us that once you kind of unlock the end game, there's something really special about the end game because it will set you up to play it again and kind of unlock loads of uh, kind of skills and skills trees that are going to be supported uh, for years on end to kind of make your character your own. 
so there were loads, yeah, absolutely lots and lots. Uh, Toby, from what you saw of uh, Diablo, did it take your interest at all? Um, so Diablo's never really piqued my interest, but this actually looked pretty interesting. I mean, the, I think the longer it went on, the more I was like, well, all right. The more you tell me, the more interesting it sounds. So it started with a cinematic, didn't it? And I was like, meh. Yeah. And then there was classes and I was like, hmm. And then heaps and heaps of gameplay. And I was like, actually, this looks pretty good. I could get on with this. Then I needed a co-op friend, really. And then it was suddenly open world and it was 150 dungeons. And I was like, is this like a top down version of Elden Ring? Like it started to have quite a scale to it. Um, which is which is quite impressive. Um, the sort of MMO shared world part of it doesn't appeal to me, but if I had people to play it with, I think it would. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe, I know you're a big fan of one of the previous Diablo games, aren't you? But yes. we should, we, maybe we could get this one going together. Yeah. You know, then then maybe I'd be interested. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, it looks like a massive, massive time sink, like an 80-hour, you know, 200-hour yeah. sort of Elden Ring style thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, out of considering if you'd said Diablo 4 at the beginning of it, I would have gone, eh, whatever. I was pleasantly surprised by by what I saw. Nice. Yeah, no, it's and it's interesting, isn't it? Because you've potentially been the example of what it probably has done to anyone who hasn't really played Diablo before. Yeah. Um, I've kind of like, oh, that's not for me. I've heard about it, it's been around for years. And then the more they've got into it, they're like, they have to they have to really coax you yeah because yeah. you kind of form this opinion of what Diablo is in your head <laughs> they have to really coax you out of that and then yeah. into something new this is what it is now Toby yeah don't don't, don't think of it like before. that yeah so I have to I have to you be more open-minded you like <laughs> yeah <laughs> look around the eyes <laughs> look into the eyes, eyes. Oh, yeah. you will play this game um <laughs> well it worked they hypnotized me a bit oh there you go then um <laughs> Josh, Miles, I know that you guys, I know that Miles for sure is a Diablo fan. Um, are you getting into it, Miles? What's. Oh, then we've got three. We've got three yeah. already. Well, there you go. We can um, play this when it comes out. <laughs> my only sadness for this is that I can't bring my max level Holy Crusader to come and slay the demonic oh, hordes again. Uh, <laughs> I, well, that's um, probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, the, uh, only, the only downside to this is that I was really good at the other game and I maxed out the character. I'm so good. <laughs> la, la, la. No. Okay, me and Toby are playing it from the ground up. So. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be happy to know. Level one. Was my first. And actually like the first time that you play through the game is basically so that you can just power up your character. It's not designed to be like super hard or intimidating. It's like a learning experience, your first run of the campaign. And then as soon as you finish it once, that's when you can start like getting into the depth of it. That's why they focused a lot on the end game in the trailer. Yeah. Um, and I like Diablo 3 so much, having never played a Diablo before. I played it through three times. I did a hardcore run and I did a run with the necromancer when it came out which is why i thought found it quite funny they were like this is a new character i was like you've already had this character before you're just doing it again um but diablo is fundamentally just about looting like you just go around you get loads of gear you're constantly shifting things in and out upgrading stuff trying out different builds there's like a shit ton of powers um in diablo 3 they added a feature where they had like power trees um, and then they enabled like a feature where you could effectively take any power from any tree that you wanted and just make this abomination of power that you wanted. Um, and it was awesome. And I really like the idea that it's going a bit more open worldy. I think that will suit the gameplay formula really well. They're adding like the kind of souls formula invasions of people are going to, you're going to get marked. People are going to jump into your game, try and kill you and take you out. I think it just looks awesome. It looks like a real upgrade 
on the previous version without changing too much of what made it special. And co-op wise, it's such a blast. I played it with a couple of friends in three and it was great. So yeah, if you guys are happy to hop in, I can't, I can't fucking wait to play this one. Um, and again, this was another real highlight of the showcase. There were like a couple and this was a big one. Um, yeah, there's loads to be excited about here. Nice. Josh, can we count on you to be the fourth? You certainly can if I yeah. do get an Xbox. Um, I haven't been a Diablo fan, but this really sold me. Um, it's, I thought the exact same thing that Toby was thinking when he, when he compared it to Elden Ring. It did really feel like that. Um, the kind of aspect of the strongholds that you take over becoming new towns or new dungeons just made it sound mm. like an endless experience that mm. um, also looks really nice as well. It's a, it's a top-down uh, yeah. action game, but mm -hmm. the lighting, you know, all of it just looked amazing. Uh, yeah. I think in terms of like a AAA game, this might be the best one that I've seen at Showcase. Nice. Yeah, and you say if you get an Xbox, but it says fully enabled crossplay, so you never know. I think that might be PC, PC and Xbox. PC. Um, uh, it didn't really say. I, I didn't say exclusive. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, did I miss that? Did it say exclusive? No, I, it had as much as as far as I've got down it. It hasn't said exclusive. And I thought I might have missed it. it. Was on pass. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. No. So. Fingers crossed. Fingers, Fingers crossed, crossed it hits Fingers other consoles. Crossed. Dang, and, it's no. not on Game Pass. Yeah, no, I don't think it is. I normally put D1 GG, day one with Game Pass. <laughs> and I didn't put that for this. So, yeah, uh, so I thought yeah. I might have missed that, but that, you know, I think that's very telling that it's yeah. not Game Pass or exclusive, but it is nice. an game. Well, we've got our team then. So uh, reaction podcast team. Nice. <laughs> um, I know no one here plays Sea of Thieves, right? You play Sea of Thieves? No. 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 There we go then. Okay, so Xbox Games. <laughs> the song was cool. The song was cool. Yeah, um, I'm very grateful for them to keep adding to that game. Yes, yeah. Uh, season 7 is out July 21st. You can save ship loadouts. You can customise your cabin. You can name your own ship, but you cannot swear. Do not swear on your ship. Um, that song was great. The song was awesome. Um, so that's really, really cool. Um, I know Ross will be really happy about that because I know Ross is an avid fan of Sea of Thieves. He absolutely loves that game. And I know he's always wanting someone to go into it. So, uh, Josh, you sound happy. Were you a past player? No, I'm not at all. Um, no. But I just know that people love Sea of Thieves. It yes. had a rocky start like other games that have come out on early access, but they've really, really worked hard in it. So yeah, to, to kind of have the it's, it felt like almost like a victory lap like look at what we've achieved so far mm -hmm. uh, here's more enjoy yeah yeah absolutely uh yeah so that's coming july 21st it's right around the corner it's day one on game pass go name your ship boater mcboatface um next up we had a world premiere from coco cucumber um a very day of the dead looking third person action action adventure pixel art 2023 day one on game pass and i'm gonna hopefully say this right but ravenlock ravenlock hopefully um this looked really cool ravenlock, to yeah yeah ravenlock yeah um to me this was one of my highlights this looked right up my street with um with one of the, you know a couple of the others from earlier toby you unmuted straight away is this a game for you so this one 
did it say who it was by? Like it was it was by yeah, the guys who did e- cucumbers. Yeah, so they did Echo Generation, didn't they? Which is um something that um Sean and I really like the look of on which came out came out on Xbox um last year, I think. Like a like a sort of voxel um Stranger Things. So nice. the the style I learned this the other the other few well, maybe a year back when I was playing Cloud Punk. It's not pixel art when it's 3D like this. They call oh. it voxel right oh yeah they do You're yeah like so i've never heard that before also a voxel there you go game. That's it. Yes, and voxel is my, minecraft is voxel yeah technically as well You're so totally right so yeah this i mean as a voxel game yeah. it looked pretty cool it looked like it had yeah. been like really well done yeah. um whether it's right you know whether it's something i'll be interested in it looked a bit kiddie it looked like it was aimed at a younger audience and i'm I'm an old gamer now um (laughs) but but yeah i mean as a as a younger gamer i think i would have been all over it it looks nice yeah it does it's a fairy tale reimagining of a kingdom troubled by a corrupted queen with a young girl's destiny to fulfill a dangerous prophecy um uh, sounds good yeah (laughs) <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Josh, are you into becoming a young girl willing to just willing to fulfill her destiny of a dangerous prophecy? <laughs> Go on, Josh. Are you? Oh, is Josh? that what you want to do? <laughs> oh, hopefully, one day. Um, <laughs> but no, that yeah, this game looked great. This was another highlight for me as well. Um, yeah. I I didn't know about the um, the dev team, but after Toby saying Echo Generation, look into it. They both look great. Um, they put a lot of effort into their visuals. So let's just hope mm. that I think um, look, looking more into Echo Generation, that it, it was a turn-based RPG, I believe, Toby. Yeah, I, I only played a demo, but yeah, I think it was, um, it just had a very Stranger Things like vibe, you know, yeah. like 80s so, sort of stuff going on. So they've changed up with the gameplay being more of an action RPG. Um, I think uh, turn-based is a barrier to entry to some. So this might introduce uh, new players to their castle games. And yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so they've also done stuff like, uh, like Toby was saying, Echo Generation, Riverbond, Planet of the Eyes and Bunny Bonker. Um, I'm not going to click on Bunny Bonker to see what that was about. So <laughs> I'm going to take that word for it. <laughs> Miles, uh, would you like to defeat the Corrupted Queen in her troubled kingdom? No, <laughs> I didn't ah. even make any notes on this one. This one didn't oh. interest me in the slightest, I'm afraid. Fair enough, fair I'm enough. going to leave this one to you guys. <laughs> well, that is uh, Ravenlock 2023, day one on Game Pass. Um, and next up, we had an Annapurna, you know, arrival, first one of first one of the showcase, you know. It's not the cat game, but it is a console-exclusive puzzle adventure made by the creators of Limbo and Inside called Cocoon. Uh, out in 2023, day one on Game Pass. Toby, Annapurna, we're big fans. We're big fans. Yeah, we are. We are. What was this for you? Um, so I wrote Adventures of Beetle Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. my note, yeah. which I quite like, like and I still I stick by. Yeah, yeah you stick um, by that. When it was when it was eventually called Cocoon, I was like, no, I like my title better actually. I thought it was um, going to be called Marble with the five set, the last five. <laughs> yeah, seconds, he's rolling around a ball a lot. Around, and then yeah. like the last five seconds of him coming out of each layer of the marble, and I was like, this is going to be called Marble. Yeah, and it's called the Coon. I was like, oh, close. No, you had you had something there as well. Yeah. Um, I think it looks um, it looks pretty cool. I think there's a there's a very intricate, very pretty style to those graphics that mm-hmm. does appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite like the top down 
platformer nature of it um yeah. I, I i do like a platformer but i like ones that are different so a mm. top-down platformer is cool um and yeah just there's just that, that like i said that sort of intricacy of it when he when he was sort of born from the weird cocoon thing at the beginning yeah um i was like yeah i'm really down with that, that looks cool and then it just kind of got better and better it looked nicer and nicer as it went that little screenshot where he comes out the flat like little cocoon he drops on the floor looks a little devil inside i was like oh Yes, yes, a bit of Little Devil Inside style to it. Yeah, And then then it changed up when he was like rolling the ball around and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, Um, okay. Uh, Josh, are you uh, Adventures of Beetle Man? Are you here for it? Uh, Definitely. Um, Yeah. Did you play Limbo and Inside? uh, My first one was Inside. I haven't played Limbo, but I've heard of Limbo's story. Inside Story was amazing. One of the best narratives for a little uh, 2D platformer. Um, Them going to 3D is interesting. They're mixing up a little bit. They're not sticking to the 2D style. Mm -hmm. Uh, The puzzles maybe look look a little bit harder than the other ones. So I'm hoping they're not too hard because I'm not that smart. Um, (laughs) But if we know Play Dead, they're going to have a spin, which, you know, at the end of the trailer, it did look very ominous. So there is more to come for Cocoon on the story, I think. Uh, Josh, you're really hard on yourself today, okay? Because you've told you've told us that you're not smart and you're not creative, okay? And I won't have any more insults about yourself. <laughs> well, I'm also not a little girl fighting against the Queen either, so... Oh, the, the biggest dagger through the heart there, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, Cocoon, Puzzle Adventure, Annapurna. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to see Annapurna and another indie dev getting their chance to shine and develop what they want to. Again, it's just really cool to see that happening. Uh, Like Josh said, I think it's a big step to go from the 2D stuff that they've worked on before to more of a 3D. It looks like it's going to be a bigger game. I tried, I think it was Limbo. I can't remember which one of them it was. I didn't get into it. Don't know why, just kind of bounced over it quite quickly. But it looks cool. I think, like Josh said, the puzzles look like they could be quite challenging, which I'm quite, you know, into. Um, I kind of struggle when puzzles are a bit too simplistic and it kind of bores me a little bit mm-hmm. um so something that will get you know the brain work and i think is a good thing um and like josh said i think there's a lot more than meets the eye with what we've been showing so far um there's gonna have quite a few layers and quite a bit of depth to this that they're not going to reveal until we actually get into it ourselves so mm-hmm. yeah really cool one quite interested in that uh, next up, we had the world premiere from Team Ninja. This was the one that I thought. This is the Neo game. My bad. Uh, see, there was a, a slight leak of Chaotic Cat there, but it, you know we've held it well. We've held it well. Uh, this was Boy Long um, fight, uh, Fallen D- uh, Dynasty or Dynasty, however you say that word. Um, action game that's coming out early 2023. Phil Spencer had a little chat with us about this game. Uh, Josh. Where are you with this one? Was this the game that you were originally referring to? It certainly was. It certainly was. I saw Koei Tecmo. I saw Team Ninja. I saw all this, uh, like, Asian-inspired folklore, uh, dragons and other mythical creatures. I was like, Neo. Neo. (laughs) Xbox exclusive. That would be a big move. But no, it's not. Um, (laughs) But it looks promising. Um, With its being uh, having a subtitle Fallen Dynasty, is this more of a Dynasty Warriors game than it is a Neo game? Uh, I'm not too sure. Either one is interested in their own rights. I know Miles loves Dynasty Warriors, so he'd be 
in it, regardless of it being a Neo type game or a Dynasty Warriors type game, uh, Muso uh, style experience. Um, but nothing much else to say about it, just that it will be on the radar from now. Nice. Uh, Miles, what was your, I know you, you were definitely kind of uh, echoing Josh's estimates for the beginning of this trailer. What, what does this do for you? Yeah, quite a lot. Uh, I wish we could have seen a bit more. I guess it's still very early in its cycle of where it's going to release. But um, yeah, it's. I couldn't decide whether it was going to be Ninja Gaiden or whether it was going to be Neo. Obviously, Team Ninja worked on Hyrule Warriors, so the Warriors connection is there if they decide to go down that direction. I don't think from this trailer they are. Um, I think it's going to be more of a, a bit of a hybrid between Neo and Ninja Gaiden. I think they're going to try and find like a middle ground of like hack and slash versus more tactical methodical stamina management playing sensibly um so i think it's exciting this one um like i said i wish i knew a bit more about it i wish we knew what kind of game it's going to be but the lore of it and what they've shown off so far in that trailer is exciting um they seem to have a bit of a niche and they're sticking to it pretty well nice toby where are you at with this one um, I, I was really interested by what Josh um, pointed out there, that it could be a Dynasty Warriors game. I was like, <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. But you're absolutely right. It's Team Ninja, but it's also Curry Tecmo, which is Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors, um, which is interesting. Um, I don't think that title makes me think, oh, it's Dynasty Warriors then. I think it's just a real, like, they like doing mm-hmm. stuff set in ancient China and that is a dynasty you know you call those dynasties that that's all i think that is but yeah that's an interesting take it could you know it could be all koei tech mode and it could be like really like that and we just don't see that from that trailer at all um i got a really good vibe out of it very neo vibe and um very you know ninja gaiden sort of vibe but i think i think in a way it's it's close to that Wu Chang one that we saw recently and a few others that um, like a very brutal um, souls type combat, but with- You're talking about that Chinese developed game, the Wukong one that we've had kind of a few gameplay previews of yeah. from a, that very small studio. Yeah, I could see that too. For sure. I think it's that kind of thing. I think it's it's the Dynasty Warriors developers getting Team Ninja to come in and do them a far more brutal battle system and they're going to go dark and they're going to go, you know, that that sort of way, which is which is cool. And I think that's the kind of thing I'd be down for. I, I'm really interested in the in the two or three things that we've seen, like Wu Chung, like there's one called Faith of Danshant, which is very similar. Um, and this is what Wu Wukong. This is going straight on the same list of three or four very, very heavily Chinese, very souls like looking things that i'm interested in nice um so yeah that was that was that hopefully we'll uh, see more about that very shortly um next up very quickly because i want to get into these last two big announcements the showcase which probably rocked rocked the world a little bit in terms of the xbox and bethesda showcase um, so very quickly, uh, we're having a Persona collection come to Xbox Game Pass um, and PC. Uh, that would be Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royale or Royal. Um, Toby, I know you've played these games. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> I think this is an amazing announcement. I mean, Xbox has been trying to get J. 
RPGs onto its um, Game Pass offering for a while. They've managed a couple. They've managed a few things from Bandai Namco um, and a few that are just absolute pants as well that, that, that are on there, but no one plays them. Um, this is a big deal. This is a this is one of the ones that was going all over Twitter. Like, if you want to win the like people writing things like this, if you want to win Xbox versus PlayStation, then give me Persona <laughs> Five on Xbox. You know that kind of shit. Um, cool. and, and, and I'm delivered. like, well, they delivered exactly. They they kind of did it, and and they did it in such a nice, stylish way. Like it was it was Persona Three, and I was like, oh sweet, I'd love to play Persona Three again because that's the one I played like 80 hours of and didn't finish mm-hmm. um so i'd love to go back to that one persona 4 golden came out on pc recently i haven't bought it yet this would be perfect to just play it for free on game pass and then um persona 5 i've sunk ugh, 140 hours into that and then another 40 hours into strikers as well um so that one's it just went one then the other then the other and you're just like ah shit it's all of them um (laughs) (laughs) it was a great announcement if you like persona and you thought that xbox weren't doing it for you in terms of jrpgs um you can do all of the school attending and monster hunting and (laughs) doing your exams that you possibly could ever want um so yeah i'm I'm gonna go back and play um persona 4 josh have you divin have you dived into persona before I have, yes. Uh, nice. so Persona 5 was my first one when that came out. Um, and Toby's right. Like These are the JRPGs of this generation at the moment. Um, I I maybe got a little bit ahead of myself and thought, no way. They have got Persona 6 coming to the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> if it had but, gone one further and said Persona heart. 6. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, that, that, would have, that would have got me. I would have got an Xbox for that purely and simply um but no yeah these um these kind of ports they've had on pc for a little bit now P- mm. uh, persona 3 and 4 golden um but it's nice to see that the relationship is furthering again like we said earlier about pc and the xbox um gamers kind of getting the best of both worlds with the libraries um it looks like it's going to be staggered releases um because they said like first off with persona yeah. 5 royal being on uh, the 21st of october who knows how long it's going to be, but it doesn't really matter because they are long games. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't need all at once anyway. <laughs> uh, but like I said, these are the JRPGs to play right now. Nice, nice. Miles, how are you feeling? I know that you've not dived into this before, have you? Uh, I've downloaded Persona 5 three times when I had my PS4 Pro and I never played it once. I really, really, really want oh, to play Toby's it. I know how good it is. I know how good I know, I know. It's really upsetting. I desperately want to play it, but I just don't have 140 hours to commit to it yet. So it's uh, it's just going to have to You'll, you'll want to platinum. You'll want to platinum it as well, which means you really, really will need at least 120 <laughs> hours. That's it, Toby. Like, and I just I don't have 120 <laughs> hours of my life to commit <laughs> right now, and I can't leave a list like that unfulfilled, not on 100. percent So, yeah, your persona is my Witcher. I also died that a million times, and uh, That's it. yeah, you just you know it's gonna you know that you want to put all your energy into it, and then something happens, and you're like, oh, not now. <laughs> And I know I love it. Like Persona 5 looks like an incredible experience and I know I will love it. I just, I can't do it. Not yet. This is exactly how I feel about Persona 4 as well, though. Like going back and playing Persona 4 because I missed that one. Like, I, but where am I going to find 100 hours in amongst all the other releases? <laughs> if they could make it like a 20-hour experience, I'd be all in. But uh, exactly. I think that kind of misses the point of it. 
I think the only downer note is that Persona 4 Golden was originally a, a PS Vita title, which is a handheld console. Mm-hmm. These kind of games thrive on that because it is, you know, they're, they're set up by days and the calendars. Like you could do one day for like five minutes, turn it yeah. off, come back to it another time. Um, but yeah, play them however you can, play them. Nice. Wow. You've been so told. Toby's going to have to find 100 hours. I think Miles is going to have to find 120 hours. It's all a, all a bit of a mess right now. You guys have got you in as well, Kat? Are you, uh... oh, you know, you're making me... When you say stuff like, oh, you can go to school and you can do this and you can do that and it's a JRPG, I'm like, oh, my tingly senses. Um, I have to block it out. I have to block it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to. It is definitely on my street. I think um, this was... We can't, we can't understate this enough. This was a big announcement. This was yes. a very, very important part. Even if the next two are even bigger, this was big. Yes, absolutely, yes. Um, and maybe, like like you were saying, Toby, this might have saved what can feel like a very peaks and troughs showcase. Mm. Um, right then, uh, next up is an announcement from Kojima Productions. A brand new IP as he is teaming up with Xbox. Um, this was... This is something that I felt went in a little bit of slow motion for me as um, <laughs> as he was talking about it. Um, and he was saying, you know, this is wonderful. We're teaming up with these people, blah, 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 blah. And there he was in all his glory, Kojima. Miles, how's your heart? <laughs> it was such a weird moment, wasn't it? Because <laughs> I was sat there and as he was saying, he's like, we've got this world class, well-renowned. I was like, it's fucking Kojima isn't it? It's going to be fucking Kojima and it, it's definitely going to be him. And then he came up on screen and you looked at me and I was like, of course it is. You of had your head in your hands and I, when he flashed up on screen. It's because I, I knew. Oh. I just knew. It's the way they were talking. They only ever talk about Kojima. They don't talk about any other director yeah, or like absolutely. any other game maker absolutely. in this way. But and it's it's a massive thing. Absolutely. I mean, we've been talking on pods and weeks and months to come that he is brewing something. There was something. He's not done you know that it can't just be death stranding it's 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 a it's, some, it's something tricky there's something going on that we got our, like kojima's senses tingling yeah maybe it's abandoned it's been like leached by microsoft and they're finally <laughs> going to actually make that game and kojima's yeah. gonna make it now I'd, whatever it is he's working on it's going to be brilliant and i guess all i can be glad for is that i now have a gaming pc that will hopefully be able to run whatever well game your gaming he's pc make. will probably be outdated by the time it comes out he has said it will take <laughs> Most a while likely. Yeah, he does um, take his time. He does take his time because it's probably a three-hour feature film with a 100-hour game involved. Well, three hours <laughs> would be short for him. Bloody hell. <laughs> um, Toby, as somebody who is uh, well-versed at the moment in, in his production, <laughs> um, what is this news like for you? How, are you, how, how did you uh, find this announcement? I literally finished Death Stranding last night. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Productions hangover. And also, he his the, the end of that game made me cry. So I was blubbing last night as well. Um, <laughs> I'll save Don't that for the real. No, exactly. I'll save that for the real. It's a very powerful ending. It's um, it's too much. The ending. Uh, it, it's as someone with a small kid in the room next door. <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> um, so the um. The he's a you know he's a, he's a powerful director he's a good you know the, the Metal Gear Solid series is incredible Death Stranding is pretty incredible even if you don't like the gameplay of it the um he's he's an incredible writer so the idea that there's another one coming out that it's something different it's not Death Stranding two because he's you know pretty much said that that's not the 
that's not the one that they're talking about. There have been rumours for the last five or six days about what this is. Um, so there's a name floating about um, as of five days ago called Overdose. And it's I've meant to be it's meant to be a horror yeah. title. So um, it could be that it's, you know, like a, a proper action horror type um, type deal. He's also, like he said on the thing that, um, and, and this was what came out five days ago, that it's something he's wanted to work on for a very, very long time mm-hmm. and has not been given, not, not, or not had the opportunity because, you know, with um, studio constraints yeah. around, you, you know, you mm-hmm. have to keep making Metal Gears. He's not really had the opportunity to do it until he's had his own studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that way, it's kind of cool. I hope it is overdose. I hope it's that that's what we, you know, now find out about. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's clearly really early and this was like a mm. if we can we just get you on so that people are going to talk about this like crazy mm. but there's but there's nothing to go on there's no concept nothing. out there's no nothing no. There's, and he's not even said the title so no. you know it's um it's a couple of years out yeah <laughs> i would say two at the at a minimum at the, at- Minimum, yeah. you know, we're so going to be in the next. It's going to be late <laughs> 2024 before then. we have any idea of release yeah. date. Yeah, and it's probably 2025 yeah. or six. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's cool. It's a really cool thing for them to have at the end of this. Um, I think in a way, this is this is this has made um their Xbox showcase look very very impressive. Like you've got mm-hmm. a lot of things yeah. coming. Um, the next one, obviously, we'll talk about is even it. You know, they're even even bigger and. Sony, Sony didn't have enough to counter this in their state of play. The mm-hmm. um, what, what I took from this when this came up, I was like, Phew, "That's quite Sony beating." Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, yeah, definitely. And, and I've also heard rumors that there's going to be another state of play this month. So it may be that they've gone, "Ah, shit! shit. Yeah, <laughs> we need, some, we need loads more like, stuff." Oh, damn! Yeah, absolutely. So, so when you, when people talk about you know Xbox or PlayStation winning, you know the the console wars or whatever this is a this is a pretty winning move this is kind of like a wild card isn't it it's kind of like you really feel like because this is like announcement 31 out of 32 so by this point no no i i was i was thinking of the meme where the you know the guy looks at the chessboard and he goes outstanding move (laughs) it's that (laughs) i was like yes it is (laughs) it's like that oh touche oh fuck us then (laughs) like um yeah this is this is announcement um 31 out of 32 so you know they really kept this on their sleeve um and you know a lot of people even maybe people who are real sony fans who don't play xbox who don't like microsoft would watch this to, just to see what the competition is like and they're probably like watching it and being like meh that looks crap meh that's not out till next year and then boom yeah they see oh shit like, i have to get an xbox shit. or, or yeah, i have to get into the absolutely. ecosystem somehow to play this <laughs> absolutely josh i know you strongly drive a Kojima productions train toot toot um what are your thoughts uh i mean it is the the biggest nothing yeah um, it really is <laughs> uh saying that i don't mind it you know uh 2019 was the last was the when death stranding came out so in november it will be you know three-ish years that's three to four years is a development cycle i think i'm pretty sure i heard kojima saying i'm already working on the next one before even death stranding came mm. out um so he's probably had something cooking uh i think there's been speculation since february of 21 um that phil spencer and kojima had some sort of idea to collab after a a recent stream where in his background he had the kojima productions figure 
next to an Xbox logo in his background. So people have been stewing on this for years as well that Kojima's going to do something with Xbox. Um, and here it is. He is doing something. What we? What is it? We're not too sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> not a fucking clue. But we know it's here. We know it's going to take a couple of years. Exactly. And, and I, I think that's think... all some people need is yes. that it's, it is a thing. Absolutely. Um, and last but not least at all, because this is this was given a whole 10 whole minutes, this has been very anticipated. The pre-case kind of talked about this. People have been talking about this for many, many months. We saw it for the first time last year. An extended first look at the anticipated game of Starfield. Todd Howard kind of talked us through what we're about to see, what we're about to look at. Um, this is an epic role-playing game exploring space. Uh, we saw a little bit of game clip around the mysterious moon of Crete. Um, yeah, this, this showed up a lot. And I know a lot of people were kind of saying exactly what Toby was kind of reflecting earlier, that if there isn't any Starfield, oh, it's going to be, be a bit of a stab for, for uh, the showcase. Um, Josh, how are, what were your thoughts on Starfield? How did you find the showcase? Was it everything that you anticipated or... Um, so I came into Starfield with a bit of trepidation. Um, I think because of Bethesda's kind of previous titles, the last previous titles that they've come out with, they've kind of lost me as a fan of them a little bit. Um, so this Starfield, um, I think by the end of it, it feels like they are possibly overselling us an idea um this idea that there's these planets you can go on every single planet all over them but not just in the solar system all of the solar systems so there's like almost an endless amount of planets um i don't think they went into any detail on how these are produced if it's um procedurally generated like no man's sky if that is the case that does leave a lot of planets to be planets worth nothing that kind of have no reason to be, exist and I don't want that I want places that feel like they are living breathing biomes of their own that can contain story um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping that this is them kind of making amends with fans of Bethesda and saying look I know past couple of games have been a little bit you know um, not as great as we have done this is us making up for it. I hope it's that. Um, saying that, the gameplay looked like it's there's still that possible Bethesda jank that comes with all their games. Um, I know people look past them um, in, in favour for the story, the quests, and um, kind of the uh, your own story that you can put into the game. Uh, but it's almost kind of what I expected as well. Um, the AI mm. looks a little outdated. Mm. Um, face models look better. The interactions still look the same, though, you know, where it zooms into the character. No doubt, uh, for promotional purposes, there wasn't any of the text, but there will be the text and the dial and dialogue and your choices and what you can say. Mm. Um, and I think other games have done this as well to either a, a better degree or a similar degree. Um, the ship customization is really cool. Um, I think that has like endless possibilities, almost like a Kerbal Space program type thing, where maybe you could even build a ship that doesn't even work. Um, so uh, overall, it looks like it could be good. 
but I'm not sure. You're like a half-baked kind of yeah kind of situation right now. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Toby, are you following Josh's trepidation for the game or are you happy and pleased with what you saw today? Um, so Starfield. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, so. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think it's going to be a negative. I okay. think, um, I think where where I stand with this is that we saw so little and we knew mm-hmm. so little about mm-hmm. it yeah. that seeing gameplay was was really great. Right. I was I was very pleased that there was proper gameplay. Um, there was a, a scale to it that was quite impressive. Like um, like Josh says, I hope it's not a lot of uh, empty planets, but that scale was it was a little bit like the Diablo one like it got bigger and bigger and bigger as I watched this like 17 minute epic um about what this was going to be um it's got um definitely some of that Bethesda feel a bit of fallout a bit jankiness the gunplay was you know slightly floaty and definitely bullet spongy but it looked weightier than it usually looks. It looked weightier than Mass Effect, and mm. it had some 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 good feels as well. Like I certainly got a bit of Destiny in there, and I got a few other things. I I, I mentioned Mass Effect. Now, I I reckon where Josh was going with what he was just saying is that other games have come along in the massive massive gate uh, mm. um, gaping hole between last time we got something like this um, from them, and have come along and done it better. Though and Mass Effect is is a series that that comes to mind for me this is like bethesda going well mass effect is amazing let's make our own mass effect um and it has so much mass effect in it that new atlantis place we saw was the citadel there was um like icons and and graphic design on fonts and things that looked just like n7 like they looked like the normandy and they looked like the types mm-hmm. of fonts and graphics that you saw in um, in mass effect i got a good vibe because of that though i love mass effect i think those games are incredible and the storyline of them is incredible so i'm hoping that it's got some of that it needs some of that dna um you know the idea it's quite a star trekky sort of a um a vibe to the let's see what's out there and then what we find (laughs) out there is is weird alien tech and i was like well yeah but finding weird alien tech and not know what to do with it is Mass Effect. that is what that is um you know the, the the mass effect themselves is an alien technology that that sends you flying across the universe so those things were all kind of good I thought but just like you know just with a hint of cautiousness you know mm-hmm. I liked the um the, the little outpost bit that you can hire people and you can build build spaceships it reminded me of an old game I had like years and years ago called um escape velocity override which is literally like top down pixel graphics and it was like years ago like 30 years ago but um you could build the types of ships you wanted and then send them off into like an Eve-like world. (laughs) It made me think of that. And I was like, oh, this is just like the 2023 version of that. Um, And that space flight looked like Eve. It looked like it had, you know, a bit of meat to it. It looked good. It looked cool. He said, um, what did he say? He said a hundred systems and a thousand planets, right? Which made me Mm. think there was an end to it. It wasn't procedurally generated and that they were to some extent curated right Mm. and that sounds better and i i hope that is what he meant and i hope that is what that turns out to be i got a slightly different vibe from what josh said i didn't feel it was no man's sky Mm. it looked like no man's sky (laughs) it looked like no man's Mm, sky but but worth playing right like like this is going to be no man's sky but just so much better and just so much more like actually worth your time because i find no man's sky just completely pointless like it's all this scale 
and nothing to do right <laughs> yeah and this looks like story looks like narrative looks like all this stuff um and and in the same place so i'll leave it there but i got good vibes i'm so pleased we've seen i just want like heavy bounty hunter yeah. um mass effect and like dark underworld vibes to be coming into the storyline of this and you know give me give me some alien races give me some some real meat on that on those bones mm, mm, nice well thanks no it's good stuff miles anything to add was there anything that you felt that you were disappointed in? anything any trepidation or are you kind of following the same kind of vibe i Hmm. I feel like I'm going to be the negative one. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like the problem Starfield has is that I think it's taking a lot of elements from other games. It's trying to meld them into one huge Bethesda type open world. And the problem is, I think a lot of those elements are going to have already been done better in other games Mm -hmm. and it's not going to stack up as well. So I agree with Toby. I got quite a lot of like Mass Effect type stuff from it. And I adore Mass Effect as well. And my problem is that I don't think the storytelling or the gameplay is going to be as good as Mass Effect's. I, when I was watching the opening part on Crete, you know, like Josh said, some of the AI just looked really stupid. And I don't know if it was just the person playing it just was a bit shit because they get missing all the time and not aiming properly or playing like a normal person would. It just looked really uninteresting combat. And, you know, when I played Fallout 3 New Vegas, you know, I was kind of new to like those massive open worlds that they're really awe-inspiring. So I looked past the combat, but I've played hundreds of games since then. And I feel like I'm not going to be able to look past it if the combat is not as good as, you know, other titles that do it really excellently right now. The space combat is a really good addition. The fact that you can get in a ship, fly anywhere you want. I think you said, you know, you can land anywhere on a planet. That as an idea is amazing, but No Man's Sky promised that. And we all know what happened when that launched. So when he then said 100 systems, 1,000 planets, whatever it was, my first thought was, but how much is actually on these planets to explore? Is it going to be a case of there's actually only two proper settlements to actually go and look at and find things and the rest is just desert? Or have mm. they fleshed out every planet to be, you know, like its own massive level? Because if they have done that, then I can look past the rest. If they genuinely have a 1,000 planets full of stuff to do, loads of quests, and obviously there's going to be some deadweight planets or ones that you just go to mine for resources or whatever, that's fine. But I really hope they haven't dispersed all of the really good quality questing and content too thinly across thousands or hundreds of planets, because that will just ruin the whole experience. The ship customization, like just said, looks amazing. I'm really down for that part of it. And I'm looking forward to building a ship that doesn't make any sense. And hopefully it will still fly anyway. But I don't know. There was something as I was watching it where I was like, it's finally here. And I know it could never live up to the hype that it was built up to be anyway. And given Bethesda's track record in the last few games, I wasn't expecting, you know, a perfect game. Mm-hmm. But it still underwhelmed me a little bit in terms of mm. the mechanics and how tight it's going to be. It looks a bit floaty. It looks a bit off. And I just, I don't know, I'm getting a bit of a, I'm not too don't sure. Don't hold your breath kind of. I wonder yeah. if it's kind of the expectation of it's so high. I feel like yeah. the scope and ambition of the game is great but I wonder at what cost that's going to come. So yeah, yeah, I, I still want to play it. I absolutely think it's going to be a great game. I just don't think it's going to nail it like, you know, what Fallout 3 did for me all those years ago. And that's fine. It doesn't have to, but yeah. Yeah. Um, 
maybe this is a curse of hyping up a title <laughs> when you show out a showcase a year before. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Kat? What were your vibes on that one? Um, see, I've never, I was always very confused by the Starfield hype because what we saw before this was a title screen. <laughs> and so I was like, well, you don't know anything. That's that's as much as, you know, looking at Kojima's face right now. You don't know, you know, I guess with Kojima, you know, you know, the type of stuff that he puts out in the past, but just seeing a title screen called Starfield, you know, and everybody was like, oh, what is this game? A new IP, wow. And I was just like, cool, like, but, you know, just just hold your tail a sec. Um, I thought in the initial kind of gameplay, it looked very, obviously it's still very early days, but it looked very clunky. The frame rate was like, it was struggling. Um, and that didn't really appeal to me. And then it got to the pre-rendered story arc. And then I was like, oh, do you know what? The city, you go into cities, you do missions for the town, you go challenges, you're part of this constellation kind of team. Like that sounds really cool. I really liked, and I hope they would be true to this. As I do very much get a Mass Effect vibe as well, um, but I really hope they would be true. And I wonder how much depth they will put into the role-playing aspect of it because they are suggesting that that's going to be heavily involved with your character customization is that you can pick three traits and that will not only uh, kind of influence the way that your character kind of, a, kind of is initially in the game and, and how they might um, speak or how they might kind of um, uh, defend or offend, but it's also going to be kind of influencing how your character develops throughout the storyline. And I wonder how different that is, you know, is it the same game throughout or, or actually are there really stark differences between what you choose? Uh, because I think that that can be kind of a bit of smoke and mirrors um, development of a game sometimes, as they'll say at the beginning, oh, well, it matters. And actually, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't actually massively matter. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I, I'm, it's not something that I'm jumping to. I've certainly got bigger highlights of this showcase than, than this. Um, we'll have to see. I, I did definitely get the No Man's Sky vibe of in kind of, are we just going to go to a thousand planets and it's going to be, instead of crabs, there's um, alligators, but it's still the same background and there's still the same grounding. And do you know what I mean? And it just depends how diverse they all are or if it's kind of a copy and paste, but just change a few element situations. Yeah, no, absolutely. I am um, just in terms of the end of this um, reaction thing, I was wondering what people thought of what wasn't there. Ah, so, Toby, you stopped my question. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my I'm question. sorry. Oh, my question. <laughs> oh, you I'm go so ahead. Go on. You, you go. <laughs> Roscoe can use who he likes best. <laughs> so, thank you for getting to third. First of all, we've just gone through 32 games. That is Ridiculous. a monster achievement. It was a monster showcase. Well done to all of you, but well done to Josh as well, because this is the first time he's probably thinking, bloody hell, never doing this again. Well done to any listeners. Well done to any listeners who are still with us. Uh, well. Absolutely. I hope you're on like, a really long car journey from, say, like Somerset to Scotland, and you're like, right, now I've got only half my journey left. <laughs> uh, but yeah, exactly what Toby was going to say. Um, is there anything that you wish you'd seen that wasn't there? And I guess there's a caveat to this now, because... We didn't know before the showcase that this was going to just include the 12 months. Um, and obviously, 10 minutes into the showcase, we find out that this is just including the next 12 months. So I guess that's good in a way, but that's also kind of maybe disappointing for the things that you wanted to see or expected to see. So, Toby, uh, let's start with you, just because you also had this nice little brain bug. Um, 
what did you what did you want to see what, what would you wish you'd seen that wasn't there um, so maybe less of what I wanted to see, but most more more what I expected um, yeah. to see. Um, I expected we'd get Goldeneye, and I'm sure yes. we'll talk about that a bit. And so I'll say very little on that. But I did expect it. Um, I kind of expected more on on a vowed and fable. Yeah, oh yeah, um, fable's on my list. Yeah, and I thought we'd get something on Everwild finally. Um, mm-hmm. Although I'm I'm very pissed off about that game. Um, the <laughs> I'm, I'm annoyed that it isn't what I thought it was I if I'd if I'd got to choose something I actually wanted I would have had Gears 6 be announced finally yeah um because the, the Gears of War and the what, whatever co- the coalition are working on has been silent for a long time now mm. so that's probably the one I would have actually wanted to see there are other things I can think of other ones that that they've um, you know, a perfect dark, for example, that they've um, um, yeah, mentioned. Dark's on my list as well. Yeah, yeah, that they've mentioned these things, but we've still seen nothing. But yeah. exactly because it's the next twelve months, these games are yes. clearly at least a year away. Yeah. All of them, and that's disappointing in itself as a caveat, isn't it? Of kind of like, oh, well, if they haven't mentioned that, then then you know, we know means, it's yes. twenty twenty four or something. Yeah, or yeah. potentially, yeah. Or the maybe, like you said, with Sony, they're going to do it in a second showcase and they're going to do it in December so that they get the late 2022 but I don't think that's going to happen because they're already announced the games for early 2023 so I wonder if they will maybe do one at the end of the year to be able to kind of maybe show a few games at the end of 2023 Aye, maybe. who knows uh Josh was there anything in there that you expected to see today that wasn't in there or that you kind of wanted to see um I'm quite surprised we didn't get anything of uh Senua's Saga Hellblade 2 um being don't on even. one don't even um <laughs> i think elder scrolls 6 is another one like that has been for almost five years being announced um and i know we've got starfield around the corner with for, for bethesda so maybe that's why they kind of want to shine the light on their up-and-coming title but we've seen so much of hellblade 2 um that i feel like maybe we were probably at like the kind of gameplay side of seeing things and not necessarily a date because we didn't get a lot of dates but at least a window for it Mm, yeah interesting and miles was there anything any kind of echoings from toby and josh or were there anything that you kind of expected to see or didn't didn't get to see that you wanted to I mean, I think this question kind of summed up for me why I felt the showcase was quite underwhelming, because while there were some good looking games in here, Starfield was obviously the mic drop one. It was supposed to be the one that was like, mm. this is coming this year. This is your competitors, all the games that Sony have been releasing in the last couple of years. This is the big one. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that trailer did enough to do that. I think there's a lot in this showcase and it's good that Microsoft is offering such a wide variety of games to different audiences. It's pulling in lots of people. The Kojima announcement is a big one, but it doesn't mean anything yet until we see what game he is developing and what that is. But equally, there's so many missing. We've got The Outer Worlds 2 missing. We've got Flavie missing. We've got Elder Scrolls 6. It's understandable with Starfield, but it's still missing. Stalker, Mm -hmm. Stalker was delayed really subtly and it's like you know they pulled up that panel of all the games stalkers actually been delayed to 23 and they just didn't even announce that and there's so many titles state of decay 3 yeah perfect dark golden eye there were so many potential mm-hmm. big hitters that we haven't seen anything of and the games that we got are good they're fine yeah. some of them look a little bit trashy but 
there was nothing in there that I think Sony would look at and go, oh, you know what? You know, we're, we're a bit in danger there. That's going to pull people mm. away from us. I, if I was a Sony exec, would be looking at that showcase and thinking, you know what? We've got another year on them. You know, we can release yeah. a couple of big games between now and next year, and that'll easily outdo a lot of what's on there. Um, and I think that's the problem is that Microsoft have a lot of games. They just don't have a lot of big system games that are hitting the mark as mm-hmm. much as Sony's exclusives do. Um, but I mean, I can't say it was a bad showcase. It wasn't. It just didn't, it didn't set my world alight. I was watching a lot of them and thinking, that's fine. That's cool. Where are the big ones? Where are the ones, you know, other than A Plague Tale? Redfall fell a bit flat for me. Starfield looks good, but not as great as it should be. It felt like there was a caveat to most of what we saw. And that's why mm. I think it was a bit underwhelming and why people may not be as impressed with this one. Yeah. And I wonder if, as well if they that's why they did the 12 month kind of quick announcement at the beginning to be like, oh, we know there's a lot of games in here that we haven't shown you because we know they're fucking ages away. So our bad. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Avoed? Is it Avoed? Avoed? Avoed. Because um, that's from Obsidian. And we've already seen two games today from Obsidian. And what are all uh, those Bethesda studios working on? Like, there's so many IPs in there that aren't being shown or told about or anything yet. And it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like they're just sitting on a lot of games at the moment that are a lot longer way off and they're just having to kind of fill the time. For I them. mean, Perfect Dark is a strange one to not come up. Um, Outer Worlds 2, we saw some, you know, we saw, you know, some sort of, I guess, inkling of that a couple of months ago last year. Was it last year? I can't even remember now. It all goes into one. Um a lot of I was just quickly checking Twitter as you were speaking, Miles, and there are quite a lot of people who are upset that there's no banjo kazooie like an Where the fuck is banjo? Everyone, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> I want Conker's Bad Fur Day personally. But, you know, I think I'm alone <laughs> in that one. So yeah, we've got banjo. I mean, there's a lot, and I wonder if that's because of the 12, 12 month kind of caveat. Maybe there'll be a full show um and it will release a lot more but you know fable and and I know that they they announced it very quickly verbally in the last um showcase last year but you know give me a title screen like you did Starfield you know um but yeah oh wow that was a monster monster podcast and a monster showcase there from Microsoft Bethesda and that's pretty much everything from us that is it from the Microsoft Bethesda Games Showcase Reaction Special. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast, if you're still here. And don't forget, if you want to follow us all, you absolutely can, absolutely everywhere. Just check the link tree in the bio in the description below to find us in all places possible. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do our F-N-G-R-G-N-S, or you can follow us individually, and you can do that as well in the description below, where you'll find all of our handles below, except Miles, who's smart and doesn't have Twitter. If you really like what we do, you can subscribe to our Patreon for $1 a month, which keeps this podcast alive and kicking on all its various podcast services and keeps the website nice and sparkly. And that's it. We will be back very soon. In fact, you'll only have to wait about 36 hours until Roscoe returns as pod host. While we'll be back with our weekly pod as normal services resume. We can't wait for you to come back and we hope you do. But until then, it's goodbye from Toby Anderson. Sayonara. (laughs) It's goodbye from Miles Thompson. I'll just say, you did that outro fucking perfectly. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, farewell. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was a big breath. How Ross does it every week. Lush, just kiss. <laughs> and it's goodbye from our very special guest this week, the trooper, Josh Thompson. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
Thank you for coming, mate. (laughs) It's goodbye from me. I have been Kat, and we will see you next time on the Finger Guns podcast.